Welcome to the No Practice Podcast, where we cover the only sport in the world where there is no practice. With your mini rod driving host, Adam Kester, Tyler Slaw, and Chase Richardson. Strap in for some debates on the world of pulling, exclusive special guests, and a whole lot of nonsense BS. The No Practice Podcast starts now. Now. It's Wednesday, 7 o'clock. What time it is? Time for the No Practice Podcast. I'm Adam Kester, your host. With me tonight. Every other Wednesday. Always, every other Wednesday. Every other Wednesday. Every other Wednesday. Every other Wednesday. Wednesday. Not every Wednesday. Right. Yeah. Get, get it right, Adam. Have, Come on now. Tyler horrible Saul. Intro. Horrible intro. Yeah, might as well go ahead and put another uh, markup around. Chase interrupts everybody like normal. Um, I'm your host, Adam Kester. With me, like always, Tyler Slaw, Chase Richardson. How's it going, guys? It's been a couple weeks. Seen. Uh, it's, good? it's going. It's going good, Adam. Uh, I'm surviving the frozen tundra of Michigan. Uh, we went all of December without getting any snow, which is very unusual for Michigan. But now we are getting absolutely hammered. Uh, we've probably got anywhere from twenty plus inches around here. It's absolute chaos. Uh, I plow my driveway, and about 20 minutes later, it's blown right shut. Uh, I had a lumber delivery truck get stuck in my driveway today. I had people calling me. I was at work. My dad had to come with a tractor, good old farmer, farmer Bruce, to the rescue. Had to tow out the lumber delivery truck after he was in the ditch. Uh, it's a mess out there, but we're surviving, and we're keeping warm, so we'll take it. Do people Do people go to work in the snow in Michigan, Tyler? Uh, all of us real blue collar employees do. Um, there's some people like my sister that work in the school district and, you know, they just get free snow days like every other day when it's like snowing out at least an inch per day. So in, yeah, in I go to work in Kentucky. The, the, in your Prethla vehicles, what do you drive? I know you have a bunch uh, of vehicles. Yeah, my selection for a daily driver is a 1979 Chevy pickup truck with four-wheel drive that I bought from a fellow mini rod puller, Dusty Price. I paid $150 for it. It sat in a barn for 25 years um, and didn't move, and I bought it. I've got less than $1,000 into it, and it gets me to work every day and back just fine. Um, I'm kind of a minimalist person when it comes to vehicles. Minimalist meaning... I don't have any vehicle that is very great, but I have quite a few vehicles that aren't very great. So we get the job done. Same with your hair barber, right? That's right. I haven't gotten a haircut. Minimal hair barber. Yeah, yeah, I haven't gotten a haircut in, I would say, the better part of five years. I'm pretty low maintenance. That's all right. Well, the good news is, despite your hair and your choice in cars, we are back for episode eight, No Practice Podcast. Um, every show keeps getting bigger. Numbers are great. Sponsors are still calling, but we refuse sponsorships to this present day, but we will wait for one that's big uh, one day. But last show with Jeff Hurt was a great one. We have a very special groundbreaking show tonight, the first ever ladies edition uh, of the No Practice Podcast featuring a couple of 
well-known two-wheel drive competitors, Miss Bethany Nelson, 2023 Pro Pulling League two-wheel drive champion. Her sister-in-law, Misty Nelson, uh, from Midnight Motorsports. Obviously, we're all about highlighting the, the big names, the premier people from all teams, and those two kind of represent Midnight Motorsports, uh, despite what their significant others bring to the table. But excited to have them on here. Uh, the Nelsons, anyone falls two-wheel drive pull knows that they are a household name. And like I said, Pratt, past champions, getting ready for the Farmers Junior Show and some news out of their camp. I don't know who's driving water, who's going to be doing what, but I heard that they acquired a mini rod and they're going to let uh, Adam teach him how to put it in gear. Rumor has it. So, Adam, is I that tractor still European, your shop yet? I don't, I don't know what those uh, European transmissions are all about, so uh, he'll have to figure it out himself. I actually don't know a lot about that endeavor that they're into, uh, so it would be interesting to see who, what, and how they got involved in that and really wish them luck uh, in, in the mini rod class running in the pro point league against the other three tractors they run against. So uh, looking forward to having them on the show and obviously great to be welcomed by you two guys. Did you all hear the uh, the news, Adam Tyler? Did you, did, how was your, were your inboxes busy this past weekend? Uh, I did receive a, an email with a couple of uh, truck show invites to head to Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, Bruce got one and I was pleased to also receive one. Chase, did you receive one? I did. Uh, our one tractor received it. So this kind of goes back to the farm machinery show last show. There's really no criteria out there that exists. I think people speculate, but how do you even get in the truck show? And for pulling fans, I don't know where we are now, uh, but thousands plus are going to be listening to this. The, the truck show is an event, I guess it's on its third year, Mid-America Truck Show in Louisville, Kentucky, not the Farm Machinery Show, but Mid-America Trucking Show. I think it is the largest trucking show in the country or if not one of the biggest they have adopted a, a truck and tractor pull uh two years ago on a saturday evening of those sessions so they bring the greatest class and class and pulling the mini rod class and uh don't know how you get in but i guess they let guys with illegal tractors get in and they let me and adam i don't know uh how did how does your email inbox this weekend but that's okay i'm busy and, uh, you know, if we didn't run good enough to get in there, I understand. I will be there possibly. For anybody in the industry, they, they called MATS, M-A-T-S, uh, Mid-American Trucking Show. So I'll be in the shell booth like I always have been with my tractor doing the displays. We've been doing these events for a long time, promoting pulling, promoting shell rotella. So I'll be there in some uh, way or fashion it'll be interesting to see um you know in the show i guess i'll see if i stick around for the pull or not it's kind of chaotic to get your uh vehicle out of any trade show so we'll probably spend most of the evening trying to do that last year was an absolutely nightmare so um it's not fun, is, the, but. is the way you understand you have to finish top five in a point circuit to get in i don't know is I, that even proof i, I believe so I, I know that's been the standard in years past. Uh, Adam, what did you finish in NTPA points this past year? I think I, I think our highest place in tractor was sixth. Oh, so, just missed it. Just missed it. Yeah. There's only there's only four that ran the entire PPL circuit, so Adam, just go run over there next year. 
Uh, you know, it's okay. I think and then, and, <laughs> I'm kidding, Tyler. And, and who knows? This may even be just the start of something because for me, I do believe with as busy as I'm getting with the, with my work schedule and having a baby now and the time it takes. You know, we've we've really, as a family, kind of, and and the people that go with it, the schedule, and we're trying to figure out what we're going to do. We want to run for points. It's it harder and harder to do every year. Um, you know, dad used to be a huge part of getting stuff done um, throughout the week. I know it's not just getting track red tires or. All right, Chase. And our and our latest reviews, our latest reviews are in. Remove Adam from the show, Adam. Uh, fan, the fans have spoken. Our backstage guy chose to freeze you, but regardless yeah, wi- of uh, <laughs> Wi-Fi, regardless is of there. that, yeah, no. Um, and then also we've heard, you know, the truck show. That is a honor to get in there. It's a new event. Excited to go there, and we we like to give each other a hard time, but. It could easily be me sitting there, not the show, uh, as much as Adam is, or as anybody. There's, I think at, Tyler and I said one time, there's probably literally 50 vehicles that could roll in and win any pull at any time. So uh, we like to heckle, but he's off air. We'll try to be nice while he's off air. And then also, there's a rumor going around that I heard uh, they were switching the class out, the truck show, the uh, the super stock class. Yeah, we're going to see some modifieds, aren't we? They're going to have some multi-engine tractors there. Again, pulling fans across the world. We're not an official uh, promoter nor organization on this podcast. These are our opinions, our own, but we do spread rumors. But the rumor is they're they're trading out super stocks for modified tractors. So we'll see where our credibility goes to this. uh, But that is what I heard. Well, what is really better than multi-engine tractors, indoors, wide open throttle, sitting in the stands, and hearing and feeling that much power rolling through the air? I mean, everything's always exaggerated indoors, in my opinion. So I feel like seeing the big tractors run indoors is something special. Mini rods are pretty awesome indoors, too. Obviously, we are a bit biased, but... The, yeah, the, yeah. When your dad, I think it was your dad two years ago when he pulled that first time in Freedom Hall, and uh, you think he may have been test soaking when he went down through there, like, holy shit, why haven't they not been doing this forever? <laughs> right. But, yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah. I believe when he uh, when he got done with his pull, his rear, his front tires were for sure on the concrete heading out the exit at Freedom Hall, and his rear tires were darn near to the concrete, burning it in. And to the credit of the officials. They decided to look at a few more, and a few more did not blow it out the end like he did. Mr. Chase Richardson was headed to blow it out the end until his transmission came out of gear. So shoulda, coulda, woulda, you would have been up there, but uh, things didn't work I've been, out. I've, I've been told I was almost there before, but always end up blowing something up. So not the yeah, first that'll, time. that'll happen. Adam, Adam, thanks for joining us. We were nice while you were Yeah, going. I don't know what to uh, But re- really, so- really sorry about you not getting the truck show. Uh, hopefully 2024 goes better for you. Well, and the best part about if Adam would have made it to the truck show is he could have won a substantial amount of money because we cannot bring up the truck show without mentioning that that has got to be the highest purse per class pull put on all year. Yeah, um, yeah. Shout out, winner, shout out to Mike Connie. Yes, shout out to Mr. Mike Connie for paying out the winner of every single class $10,000. Um, there's no other poll like that that does that. Um, 
they take all the proceeds from the event and they put it towards a charitable cause what could be better than putting it back to the pullers and putting it back to a charitable cause like an event like that um yeah maybe we should maybe maybe others should maybe others should maybe should, they should let mike connie just do all the pulls i mean and this, and this could be a profession. he seems to uh roll out the red carpet for everybody pretty well and really set the precedent high uh set the bar high i should say of what any poll yeah. could and should be and for sure in and, and pull, pulling fans you you won't hear any official advertising about this event we can advertise it because we can say what we want on here but they're not allowed to start promoting that specific pool until a certain day in February, which only gives them three or four weeks to promote. But uh, maybe I, we might talk to Mike. We might just start promoting on this podcast since we have the most viewers out there uh, in probably the, the industry this time of year. So we're definitely uh, – we did, I think that's a good idea. We might reach out to Mike. That might be our first unofficial – non-official sponsor uh mac trailers and promoting the mac winter nationals because they do have many rods but um that is latest news rn i think it's time to uh that part of the show we can weigh in on a topic or two and i think last week uh adam's back with us he kept referencing um you know adam likes to go on rants where he, he uh we talk about rules and we're all about talking and discussing everyone has opinions of rules on the show but anytime a rule is brought up last show he said, we can't even decide how far we go in pools. We go 380 foot or 330 foot or somewhere in between there. So what better topic today than pull-offs versus floating finish? Adam, your microphone's working. Hit us with, hit us with a, a nice intro. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. I feel like a total dipshit there with my internet. But uh, I finally got all that. You are, what your inter- you are what your internet is. Yeah, a little uh, shady. But uh no, I think it's a it's a good point, you know. I think as we go here, I yeah, I'm gonna rag on some people a little bit. I, I find it awkward that we can't figure out how far we're going after ten years of pulling. Um, you know, sometimes you'll see somebody go three eighty, sometimes they go three thirty, sometimes to three hundred. You just don't know what it's gonna be. But I mean, I think and I'm I'm looking at this from a spectator standpoint. If you look at the end of the track, whatever the marker's at, 300, 350, whatever it's at, 330, the fan just wants to see people go past the last marker. The question is, financially, after you go past that marker, if there's one, two, five, ten guys that go across that line, you come back and run. And I think they kind of went to the wayside with the pull-offs because a lot of people are bitching about you know, happen to put a second run on their, on their stuff without, you know, any compensation for it. I don't mind a pull off. I think it's actually as, as a puller, it's, it's part of the deal. We've always done it. Um, I guess I would like to see a pull off unless the track conditions are bad enough that we don't want to make a second pass. What do you guys think about this? Tyler, why don't you, why don't you illustrate, you're the best illustrator on this show uh obviously with that little marker board you have you do a good job drawing that illustrate for these fans that are just tuning in or, or learning the sport the differences in say call it a ntpa or a pro pulling league and even outlaw you may not know outlaw but i i, I attended an outlaw pull this past summer and i thought the way they did it was pretty interesting why don't you just kind of explain the differences in them 
I would say that uh, Pro Polling League, I believe the rule is that they can look at the first few so many tractors, and there is a rigid number to that listed in the rule books before they have to say whether or not there is going to be a pull-off, um, which I know seems a little overwhelming going into a class, but it is rigid where they will give you an answer. I forget if it's three vehicles, five vehicles, something like that. Um over in NTPA, I feel like it's a lot more common where they will say floating finish and we're running a 350 foot track, which seems a little contradictory because does that mean if you go over 350 that you get to come back or is it a floating finish, meaning go as far as you can? And in all honesty, everything's fine and wonderful until you get several people blowing it out the end that are receiving a red flag at the end of their run before they're done moving. That's where it gets a little, I guess, hectic in my opinion, because you almost just have to ignore that finish line flagman and go for every inch that you can, like Brandon Simon at Chapel Hill burning out with his rear tires in the grass at the end of the track. <laughs> Because you don't know, it's it's floating finish, yeah. but in X length but, track. Um, but so, you got to remember, they're they're hammering the safety card right now. It's all about safety. So I mean, what's safe? I mean, I I don't know. You tell me what's safe, Adam. Well, I don't know. I mean, I I believe when a tractor's running off course, um, you know, and burning in, is that safe? Probably not. You know, but the um, fans I, love it. Oh, absolutely. I think it adds a level of excitement that you're not going to see anywhere, but be consistent. You know what I mean? Like there's so much parity between the classes that just doesn't make any sense to me at times, I guess that you'll, you'll take, for instance, we'll just throw it out there. We're at Rockwell this year and, um, um, new generation plus Limkies go out there and they go three seventy five or 380 and they reset this made a beautiful pass. They reset it. And you know, the class backed up a little bit the next night and no offense to the Connie's, but they went out there 380 and they left it. So what kind of message are you delivering whenever you can't be consistent from week to week, track to track or night to night? If you were the tech official and the first tractor goes 380 foot where, probably they said at the driver's meeting i wasn't there so i guess i'm putting words into somebody's mouth that floating finish but it's a 350 foot track i would imagine they said that because we are, floating finish we, but it's a 350 foot track. yeah we all hear that knows what so, they so, say i mean so assuming they said that which is perhaps a bit of a stretch if the first tractor goes 380 foot and you're the tech official are you going to leave that or are you going to reset it me as being a tech official, it's it's yeah. getting reset, no no doubt about it. But okay. the next night when somebody goes three eighty, I'm not gonna go, Oh, well, we made a mistake last night. We're gonna keep this one. No, you reset that one too. Just be consistent. Whatever it is. You guys have you guys have been talking about from a competitive standpoint, and again, I've I haven't said this in a few shows, but I'm looking at, at it right currently through the lens of how to grow the sport from an entertainment standpoint. Oh, um, bring back the top three every time from an entertainment. Put a brick wall at the end of the track and let us run through it. I don't give a shit from an entertainment <laughs> standpoint. That'd be awesome. You got to get there first. It's I'll right. do it. I will drive through <laughs> yeah, a brick wall. But seriously, like if we want to take this serious and grow this sport, you're a fan coming in. Okay, so we know whoever in NFL, 
whoever scores the most points, it's a goal. touchdowns, field goals, it's going to win. Obviously, distance wins in our sport, but like one day we we go to this event and 370 foot was the winner, but this pull they went 350 and they they pulled twice. Like that's so confusing. What the hell are these guys well, doing? Yeah, like they don't even know, how, exactly don't even know how to do their own rules. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Just find consistency. If you're going to be 350, yeah. always be 350. You don't see on a football field sometimes the touchdowns at the 20 yard line. You know what I mean? Like they don't move the fucking end zone up and down the field. It is a, a common place. That is what the team strives to get is to that end zone. And it's the yeah. same everywhere you go. And I mean, and, and I do, I do think, I, I do think that one class for sure, because I know a little bit about it. And second, secondly, you know, the unlimited class, I don't know if those guys can run twice because of just pure rear ends. Um, I don't know if that'd be a good idea in that class from a rear end standpoint. Engines, I think guys stuff can hold up. And then from what I've heard, the diesel super class, it's actually interesting. Um, I've heard some diesel super guys saying they want to start running twice again to kind of make it where when you pull up to the sled, you got to have a vehicle that's prepared to run twice. Uh, Correct. Correct. That's a, that's that's an interesting part to it, too. That, I mean, if you look at the Europeans, man, they have like a warm-up lap where the sled's really light, and maybe you don't get to the end. You know, you have to get, you know, oh, this is a layup. We're going to walk it on down there. We're going to get the second pass and make it. Sometimes they don't make it, and maybe there's a lot of excitement because it is lighter, but I don't know. I think the fan one, as a puller, this is just my opinion. As a puller, I look at racing as in we pack up all our shit, we drive six hours, and we have 15 seconds of fun per vehicle. If we got to make two 15-second passes, I think it would be a little bit more fun, personally. Some people, maybe not so. As an unlimited puller, maybe you don't need to be running your stuff back to back. The, the planetaries don't like it. You know, there's just a lot of shit you got to check for vibration. Um, Whatever. But, um, you know, I, I, I think there's a scenario. I'm just saying be consistent with the length of the track. Yeah. In the sled guy's yeah. defense, I mean... We say they need to be more consistent, but how inconsistent are we as pullers? Like there's so many changing variables as far as, you know, the horsepower we can make with the air, how good the track is. You know, we all criticize the sled guys when we have a winning, you know, distance of 301 feet. And that may be the same weight and sled trip that, you know, the finishing distance was 345 feet. So to compare it to football with, you know, yards and downs and touchdowns i feel like isn't really fair i mean a yard's a yard like there's way more changing variables than what we've got going on they don't let the people in the on the, on the sidelines nfl stadium drink beer they all you yeah. got to be in the stands <laughs> Big yeah difference. exactly i shouldn't say, i shouldn't say that right now you, you, um, that's, uh, that's a bad comment for that chase but whatever <laughs> at the end of the day uh i mean you have beer cans no rolling out of your two-wheel drive you drink in the vehicle i mean what the hell shame shame prove it prove it prove it at the end <laughs> of the day i think there's no debate that the entertainment side of this pull-offs or bring the top three back is definitely a no-brainer um you know if we can ever get a way to implement that you know i don't know what I, obviously revenue and money and everything but from a fan standpoint i remember years ago adam tyler i don't know if you guys remember this or not 
Wayne Purser and Bill Voorhees with the farm show on the Saturday night finals. And they, they pulled and they had a, a sled reset and they had a second reset. And then they both pulled it out the end again. And they brought them back at the end of the show, them two, to, to pull a third time, like an a, a additional pull off. So oh, that was that's... like one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Uh, but it was only done by accident. So I think there's, there's all kinds of ways. And this is a topic we could probably talk about a lot. And fans, we love your comments. Uh, maybe. We'll get to a show I mean, one day where we can we, uh, we see here that let we fans to, see what they want. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people say regardless of the distance, the top three come back no matter what. Yes. can right. For once, on a weigh-in, instead of just kind of ending indecisively, can we all agree from an entertainment standpoint, from the fans' perspective, let's bring back the top three every time. Regardless. Let's do it. What, whatever there, the distance hey, is, is the top three or mit, the 280s? Minimally, let's say at least the top three on a two-day event on day two. Let's bring. I them say all every back. day. I say every day. Hey, we eliminated the 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 twenty-five and over entries. Well, actually, we have to eliminate it. We just couldn't get Tyler's tractor back in. No, 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 legally. no, no, no. But see, here's what's even funnier about this, Chase. Is now the way I understand it, there's going to be three different licenses, so it's even going to be more confusing. You're going to have yeah. points tractors. You're going to have a license for people that have points. You're going to have a license for people that don't have points. But then there's going to be a grand national license for people that want to try to come to some of these events. Oh, geez. Maybe, maybe we'll carry that, that over to next week. I, the, the, yeah, uh, don't, don't overwhelm me. me. Don't, let's not even talk about it yeah. because this is rash decision-making at its finest. They can't figure it out. Okay. So hey, Adam, in your, your Wi-Fi. Hey, Adam, go check your Wi-Fi. we got to move on. No, we're good. Stamp I know my approval. Wi-Fi is good now. <laughs> Top three are coming back. Every class. Cheers to that. Day. Cheers to that. Except Cheers for the unlimiteds, because Chase doesn't want to have to work on something. No, screw them. Oh, they, don't, they don't let me work a, on it anyway. <laughs> when my when my dad ran a five engine unlimited, that was his favorite part was pull offs because everybody else ran their shit so hard that they couldn't come back. And he I ran think there, there's a lot to that. To get your passes. So, all right. Yeah. There we go. It's decided. Move Chase, on. What's next? Check your Wi-Fi, Adam. What's next? Uh, I think I, th I think it's one of our favorite segments, and fans have loving loving this since it got introed uh, a few shows back. The No oh. Practice Podcast. For those for those wanting need a reminder, uh, this is the only sport in the world where there is no practice. If you do know of one, please email us or, or send us a message. But the No Practice Podcast. Oh, I I wish there was practice segment. Uh, I think this is a about the fourth one we've done uh so it's time for a newest and latest edition of the man i wish there was practice segment oh what are we featuring tonight um i believe it's a recent event um uh, from this past uh -oh. pulling season previous year uh, boys it's a, a customer of mine his name is andrew sprock he's a two-wheel drive puller pulling the western series i think this pool is probably somewhere in missouri or something like that where he he was uh, i think one of the first Trucks in the class or, or something like that. Takes off down the track on a good-looking run, opens it up. He's got really good speed, and halfway down the track, the truck splits in half. Um, kind of uh, don't see that very often, um, but well, as we run well, the we, video. Do we have maybe, a video of this? We have to. We have to have a video of this um, somewhere. I, I think our, our back office guy fell asleep. Yeah, I think producer. our producer's sleeping. Producer backstage, uh, it's time for the video. Oh, here we yes. go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We didn't even get the go. intro. Man, I wish there was practice. 
Man, I wish there was practice. It's the No Practice Podcast. A two-wheel drive truck gets ripped in half. Here it is. Tyler, okay. go ahead and narrate this for us. All right. So he's got the green flag at an ITPA event. He starts to apply the throttle. The truck comes off the line. Sled's moving pretty good. Front end's starting to pick up. He's wide open. Things are going pretty good for this young man. And all of a sudden, the truck rips in half. He puts his hands up as if there's a cop with him at gunpoint in the cab, and he is no, slamming his hands down on the wheel. Me. And, I mean, you see a couple of fire department gentlemen walk out there in a real hurry because the front of the truck has become detached from the rear of the truck. Uh, the so price on it. For you audio, audio only listeners, everything he's saying yeah. is, is, is true. You need to go to YouTube because this is not believable. The, right. the truck literally rips in half. So you've got so much torque from the rear axle being pulled back by the sled and the motor just wants to go forward so badly. And the, the frame, the, tops the, main, off. the main structural integrity of the vehicle literally breaks in half and the body goes flying upwards and he's hands in the air and he just doesn't know what's going on there. Fellas, um, if there wasn't a cutout in the top of that truck body right there, I think his noggin probably would have got smacked and, the and, way that and thing much, came down. Much like one of our last segments for the uh, Man I Wish There Was Practice when we phoned in Mr. Pete Miza, I feel like we can't touch on this topic without calling up the man behind <laughs> the wheel in this particular vehicle. Be we, easy hang on, on. Can, we, can we ask him why he threw his hands up? Yeah, well, Chase, why in the hell did you get out of that tea bucket and take off running? You just Yo, do shit hey, and you don't know hey, what the Andrew, uh, how's it going? Uh, doing pretty good. How about yourself? Oh, not too bad. We're uh, we're on the No Practice Podcast live here, breaking down that hot video of when your two-wheel drive truck broke in half mid-pass. Uh, walk us through your thoughts on that and uh, break it down for us, will you please? Well, I just want to say, it was fun. You should try it sometime. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it did look like a good time. Uh, We're never going to say remember the time you didn't. And right now, we're looking at a video of your truck breaking in half. So I will give you that. No, Not too many people can say that. Well, I was treated like a normal pull, you know. I mean, got hooked up and eased on the throttle a little bit. Then right around 100 feet, I went wide open and... It was so smooth of a pass, and I thought I was got a good hook going for me. And then all of a sudden, I just got brought to an abrupt halt. Well, and I'm looking around, just kind of bum-fuzzled. And bum-fuzzled, that's a great word, by the way. Puzzled. Yeah. Can we get a bum-fuzzled shirt? And uh, put my hands up in the air. And... I saw that. It was like you were at gunpoint. Like, yeah. hands in the air! <laughs> And then I kind of realized the motor stopped. Well, after I killed the engine and just got to stop and kind of ticked off a little bit because I was kind of upset and wondering what the heck happened. The ITPA official came alongside and said, asked if I was okay. And I told him, yeah, what's wrong with my engine, though? He kind of looks at me like I'm stupid, you know. Yeah. <laughs> He said, well, nothing's wrong with the engine. Look behind you. So I ended up looking behind. I said, oh, shit. (laughs) No, you did not expect your truck to be ripped in half now, did you? No, no. That was It was just a freak accident on a crap frame. (laughs) On a crap frame. Uh, A crap or cracked frame. Sorry, I didn't hear that. 
Crap. Cracked. Got it. No crap. Hey, oh, it was him about, it. Ask him. Ask him about yeah, the, the Dodge up, uh, body they just painted. Inside the uh, frame rails. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, they were broken there before. Oh, that's a bad deal. So it was kind of sectioned and welded together, uh, unbeknownst to you, uh, probably yeah. prior owners. It, yes. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't wasn't reinforced, so we we're. We're like, well, that explains everything. So yeah. it covers a lot. Yeah, what was, what was the ride that what was the ride back to the trailer like? Yeah, how was the ride back to the trailer? We've all seen that viral <laughs> video. Uh what what do you say? Uh they say to blow the trailer or the tractor out the end, but you're supposed to bring the whole truck with, not just the front half. Isn't that how that went? Yeah, I say I was supposed to pull the whole truck out the gate, not just half of it, you know. <laughs> and then my dad here, he hooked me up and just pulled me right along like I was something in Tokyo Drift, you know. <laughs> yeah, of course, drifting all around. Yeah, Very yeah. nice. Uh, yeah. Did Did you sustain any injuries at all? No, I didn't. Uh, I think we were about five minutes from coming home and just had some back pain after that. And like, eh, I think I'm going to relax for a little bit. Yeah, that's pretty understandable. Yeah. So what did you do with the chassis? Did you put it back together? No, 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 no. We ended up uh, scrap iron paws. Yep, scrap iron paws, exactly where it went. Oh, you didn't sell it half off? <laughs> <laughs> we still got the front half if anybody wants it. <laughs> did you ever did you ever consider uh, making the back half a mini we rod? Up, uh, getting, we ended up getting a new frame from Modern Machines. So. Oh, nice. I'm sure that one won't break in half. They're pretty proven. <laughs> Uh, well, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chase was wondering, uh, did you ever consider taking the back half of the two-wheel drive frame and uh, making a mini rod out of it? <laughs> You'll never catch me in a mini rod. <laughs> oh, come on now. Why not? I, I see no thing goes berserk. I, I think I'll, I'll be safe in my two-wheel, even though it's split in half. Yeah, we've never what broken a mini rod in half, though. Come on now. What do you think about people that wrap? What do you think about the people that drive mini rods with their legs wrapped around the motor? What do you think yeah. about the people that drive yeah. yeah. me yeah. rods with their legs wrapped around the motor? Chase is wondering what you think about people that uh, drive mini rods with their legs wrapped around the motor. Well, they're nuts. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with you. Those people are all deranged. Well, <laughs> we we got to give you credit for ripping a two-wheel drive pulling truck in half. I don't know that I know of any time that's been done other than when you did it yourself. Um, we've got the video up right now of you, you know, waving to the camera uh getting towed back to the trailer no body no rear end you're still, still steering, steering it, though um <laughs> getting towed back to the trailer and i gotta say you're in good spirits uh kudos to you for that yeah he was still in driver mode yeah <laughs> i still oh, got this <laughs> <laughs> I, I say adam calls it his uh, chassis breaker so i mean <laughs> yeah yeah very nice very nice well uh thank you for coming on sir and giving us your thoughts through that and uh May you never rip another one in half again, all right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We'll be out this season. All right. Thank you, sir. You have a good evening. Thanks, Thank man. Thank Bye. Good luck. Well, how about that to hear it from those the man? Those guys are great, man. They've been customers of mine here for a few few years, uh, Paul and Andrew Sprock. Um, good guys. Kind of Notice why Adam didn't their... say a word that entire conversation because they're his customers. Well, you can't because he's on the phone. <laughs> You know, yeah. it was, here's what's sad. I'll tell you a little story. So they, they bought this truck um, from uh, Don Finney, which anybody knows too will drive pulling the uh, moving and grooving over there in Illinois. That was the truck they bought. And this was only the, uh, they only put a few passes on it. They had just got the, the body painted and lettered 
I think that was the first pass that they made on it and it broke in half and destroyed the truck. So kind of sad beyond that. Luckily for him, we, um, I got the engine here actually right now. Um, a couple weeks ago, I tore it apart to kind of look it over. It all looked pretty good when the, when that thing disconnected itself, RPM shot upstairs. I think it, I don't think he had a rev chip and it went over 11,000, but yeah, um, you don't need rev chips. Those are overrated. The, um, the, uh, all the rod bolts, when I went to go loosen them up, they're probably, they usually torque to about a hundred foot pounds. And I think they were about 30 to 40 foot pounds. So yeah. very lucky that it didn't take any rods out the side, but I did mag- magnaflux. We torque ours at 300. We torque ours at 300 at them. Yeah. Well, yeah. you got we them high dollar them. motors. I can't afford, um, a cylinder head on one of your guys' engines. So, uh, <laughs> whatever you guys do is your own deal, but. No, really good dudes. Actually, Paul Sprock, I, I kind of told you guys this story a little bit earlier. Um, Andrew's dad was ran over by a tractor. So they're farmers um, in in Missouri. And, you know, farming is a pretty dangerous thing. It about killed him. Uh, he was in the hospital for a long time, but he's he's he seems to be recovering well. And him and his son are back out pulling two-wheel drives again. And great family. Love working with those guys. They're re- really fun. Uh energetic guys about pulling so quite, Shout out to quite them the for story to... our podcast that's one of that's, yeah i mean have you guys ever seen a two-wheel or... drive cut in half i've never seen that not not, not pulling, mid-pull half the shot but not pulling yeah not not yeah. mid-pull Bit of a difference. jason sullivan's damn near broken half at bowling green um two years ago i think two or th- a couple of years ago so that's right but wayne maybe... uh, van valkenberg says uh um Wayne Roush broke one and a half. I remember that. I, I, I believe. Do you huh. guys remember seeing that? I don't. Um, I didn't know that. Maybe we can get yeah, that video up for our yeah, next week. Yeah, let's get that video for next week. We'll give him a call. So mo- moving on to the highlight of the episode eight of the No Practice Podcast. Everyone's tired of hearing us. They're here to see the stars of the show. Yes. Proud to introduce Ladies Night, and I don't mean that happy hour-wise, uh, Miss Misty and Bethany Nelson from Midnight Motorsports, somewhere in their homes or shops in Illinois. We haven't had a chance to see them yet, but welcome to the No Practice Podcast, Misty and Bethany. I see you both. Oh, wow. So, so, so right from the start. Right. Yeah, right from the start. Normally, it's it's pulling teeth and you're fighting Wi-Fi connections and attire, uh, attire situations and you know, language barriers, but I can see you guys look very professional uh, coming on the air tonight. This is not David Letterman. I, I don't know if y'all have watched any shows, but this is far from it. So um, that's what you get with ladies. We're organized. That's right. <laughs> like, yeah, you need that. You're getting ready. Sh- you're getting ready to show the rest of the world the the side of pulling that nobody knows, and that's the ladies that that make it go. Um, first off, I've totally forgot to send over. So, have you guys watched the show before? Uh, a couple of episodes here and there. Did you see the Billy Beers show by chance? I did not. No. No. Okay. Well, well, after Billy Billy Beers is one of our best shows, and after that show, we had to draft up a legal document to send everybody to sign to say you cannot say this, this, and that. Uh, uh-huh. Episode six for you people that don't know. Chase gets his it. feelings hurt. Part <laughs> of that requirement is also you have to drink six drinks before coming on the show. Like, like you being a guest, you have to drink six drinks. So, did you all get your drinks in this evening, ladies? I got a couple. Yeah, couple, Bethany. Six drinks, and we may not have even made it to the podcast. 
Okay. Okay. Oh, well, that's part of the, that's part of the game. So thanks for coming on. Okay. We'll stay on until you get through six. How about that? And then, then you may have a sponsorship <laughs> opportunity tomorrow. That might get rough. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you guys for coming on. Uh, congratulations on your successful 2023 season. Did you, uh, you all got top three in the points, if I'm not mistaken, and the championships and as well as your, invitations into the farm machinery show next month uh we, we said at the start but you know i don't know if we had a two-wheel drive guest on this point of the show but uh the nelson name is a household name and obviously you two are a big part of what makes it go on so thanks for coming on and for those of you who don't know bethany and misty starting with misty tell them who you are tell them how you got into uh midnight motorsports and then from there we can pass on to bethany give us a little intro uh, I'm Misty Nelson, the driver of uh, After Midnight. Um, got into Midnight Motorsports by Mary and Jeremy Nelson. Um, in the past, I was a uh, track official and, and been in pulling all my life. Same. So, so I go ahead, Chase. Go ahead, Bethany. Nope. All right. Nope. So I also married a Nelson, but before there were Nelsons, Misty and I knew each other way before then, just to put that out there. It wasn't oh. just a Nelson connection. So, uh, yeah, my cousin also was on um, ITPA board way back when Misty's dad was on the board. So we ran around a lot of Illinois or county fairs when we were young. And uh, so, yeah, and I married Jared. Um, and then since then got into the two-wheel drive side. I actually started in my first time down the track was in a light super stock tractor. Oh, really? I yeah. never knew that. I did not know that. Yeah. Who's so my like? cousin and uncle ran, uh, they lived in Southern Illinois, our family farm, and they ran a little John Deere light super stock called Steel Dreams that ran on alcohol. Actually pulled at Louisville a couple times, so I didn't, but my cousin did. That's pretty cool. Yeah. How many So how needless, many needless to say, you met, your husband's, you met your husband's through tractor pulling, is that correct? Without tractor pulling, there's no, not that you couldn't have met him at a <laughs> truck stop or a a bar somewhere somewhere but damn chase were you picking point. women up at truck stops yeah these ladies do not I'm... hang out at truck stops damn it come on now. yeah on. these are hang on lot lizards i'm gonna chase, mute my mic Jesus. i didn't even i didn't even mean it the way it sounded i'm gonna mute my mic you guys take the sh Jesus yeah. Christ. You, you well, guys now don't... we know how Chase feels about us. <laughs> well, now, what what you know now is where Chase goes to pick up women. Is that truck stops? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I really did not mean that the way no it one. sounded. I, I'm off to a bad start tonight. I'm, yes, I'm, you are. I'm on mute. But yes, right, we, we got... both met our husbands through ITPA, um, through the Illinois pulling circuit. I met Jared at a county fair in Nashville, Illinois. Oh, Misty, what was the first time you saw Jeremy, or how'd you meet Jeremy? Fairfield, Illinois. Dad and I were checking trucks before the pull at Fairfield. Yep. So, Illinois circuit. Who, who ITPA ran? is a great circuit. You guys have supported them for numerous years. I think it's one of the best ran state organizations. I know my brother-in-law and sister really enjoy pulling over there with you guys. Um, so, you guys are so in, in... I mean, you guys bring, what, five, six seven trucks as your Illinois mafia to every pool. Does it not ever get to you when one of, I mean, your family, but you ever get out, like you want to be the top dog, right? So who in the family can you stand 
beating you more than the other? I mean, like, who is it? I know you guys root for each other, um, but. Yeah, I probably shouldn't say my husband because we're going to Louisville next month and I want to have a good setup. So I'm not going to say my husband. So, uh, but usually I want Misty to do well. So right. we'll leave it there. Yeah. No, I, I think I think well, that was it was a stab probably for the husbands in your life. If you say I want to beat my husband, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but I usually don't do real well. So you know, I'm used <laughs> to getting beat. I'd There's say, that. Uh, but yeah, I always I'd like say to that Jeremy, being what but... they are. They set they set the vehicles up similar to what their setup basically comes to the driver, and I believe the women can be better drivers than the guys at times, right? Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think sometimes Jared actually would agree with that because he says we don't have to think about a whole lot when we get up to the track. And he's not wrong. It's a lot of fun. We get to hop in the seat and we don't have to think setup. We're not worried about type tire pressure or weight. We literally just to get in the truck and drive. As dad used to say, I'm just the monkey in the seat. So that was one of my questions. If you guys think like naturally women make better pulling drivers than men because you're not, you know, overly thinking everything and like getting all hyper-focused, like you're just more comfortable, you know what I mean? And you're probably a little more even keel and not quite as quickly angered and just a little bit more cool-headed. Would you guys agree with that? Uh, yeah, I would say, though, I would say which – I don't know if Jared will chime in at some point, but he will pound it in our head that he never goes out of bounds. And he will oh, let us know okay. that every time we That's go out of curse. bounds that he does not yeah. go out of bounds. So. Misty, do you take that as a shot towards you because you went out of bounds at Hillsborough? <laughs> No, and that's not the only place I went out of bounds. I went out of bounds at Evansville as well. But but let's talk about Hillsborough. Do you think you went out of bounds? I honestly don't know. And the TV camera... The view is hard to tell, and I think they kind of called it on the fire extinguisher being between the truck and the sled, and I think the the buckboard got – the mud flap got the fire extinguisher. I, I honestly don't know. I don't think so, but, you know, it's I, one of those – you're close enough, you let it go, and whatever happens, happens. No, I wanted you to take a firm stance and say, no, I was not out of bounds. And this is the person, first and last name, who messed up the call and I should have been called in bounds. Because you guys had such a limited schedule that kind of screwed over your points race for this year, did it not? Like I was kind of out of it anyways. So many out, or going out of bounds at Evansville and I didn't hook at Goshen because the motor was broke. Didn't find that till fire up. So uh, Dad's truck was a struggle this year for us. I suppose you'll have those seasons like that. All right. So, I was, so I was needle, expecting more say, uh, agitation about going out of bounds at Hillsboro, but <laughs> you're over say, it whenever Jared, Whenever Jared runs out of bounds, we need to have him as a, our next guest on the podcast 100%. whenever that day comes. Tyler, when you see Tanner, ask him if he's over it yet. He's not quite over that yet. Does, does Tanner <laughs> think he went out of bounds? Maybe we need to get his opinion on it. No, he, he doesn't. doesn't think so. Okay. Well, I like that. you know, unfortunately, I think um, it, it works both ways because a couple of years, you guys are probably there to see it. A couple of years ago, uh, um, Wheatland, I think some people ran out of bounds and it didn't get called. Mm-hmm. We all remember that. Adam Adam but, loves talking about talking about roles and tech officials on the show. 
uh, best Bullshit. Misty, if you haven't noticed yet. A Adam, you can't reference that. What are you, Misty? What is he talking about? Do you know? I do. Not, do we really Bethany, need to do you, it up? Do you know what he's talking no, about? No, no, I honestly no, no. don't. I have a great question for both of you. No, hang no, on. So Bethany, tell him to quit beating <laughs> around the bush. Yeah. Hey, and by the way, you, you, Tanner uh -oh. just brought this. I don't know oh, if you can see it. That's the chalk line at Hillsboro. Jesus. <laughs> that phone picture up immediately. Yeah, we got the chalk live cam at Hillsboro. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the chalk line. He took a picture of it. Yeah, oh, okay. I don't want to get too heated yet, but just as as being women and, and my wife being a, a new mom, and it's a little bit different in your guys' stand, but how do you manage being a mom at the pool, especially when your kids were younger, um, being that, you know, being a mom and being a driver of a truck? I mean, obviously you got other things to take care of the guys take care of the trucks and all that stuff you got kids to take care of how do you manage that yeah i'll um hit on it first so i actually drove jared's rockstar truck there a few times but didn't actually get in my own ride till 2014 which i drove terry joe stock's truck that year and won a points championship so my kids were what at that point they were nine and six or something so they were getting to the point where they were a little more self-sufficient but still had to pretty well be mom duty and honestly it comes down to we have really good health so during the day i was a mom like i was doing food i was doing snacks we would pack bags up until the moment we headed to the track and then when it was time to get in pool mode it was usually brenda or my mom that we had along with us so pretty well thinking our grandparents that were along the way that kind of took care of him during the pool so awesome yeah how about you misty yeah, it was mom. Um, you know, early on, I was still flagging with dad when I had Kayla. And mom would take her for the whole pull because I'd be out on the track. And uh, hi, Kayla. And uh, <laughs> then when I got pregnant with Tanner, I decided that it was too much to push both of them off on mom. So that's when I quit flagging. Um, but then I didn't start driving until 16. So... Both of my kids were pretty self-sufficient, um, and mom just took care of them at the track. And Tanner got adopted by the Sheltons, so you don't well, really see much. Yes, yeah. I mean, everybody knows that if the Sheltons were at the track, Midnight Motorsports was nothing. He he was yeah. over, you know, polishing on them. <laughs> right. That's awesome. Well, we we cover a lot in this show um, since we since it's began and whole goal here is obviously to help grow a sport that all of us on here love and you know the fans are are watching by the way shout out to you fans we're right at our record number i think we've had almost 400 live viewers and it's because people nice. love the the nelson ladies isn't they're not here for us but we haven't not probably done a good job talking enough you know we like to have fun and cut up uh on this show but t talk enough about the the family dynamic this sport brings and what makes it so cool and so special um I think it would be great for y'all to just kind of talk. I mean, you said it, and, and please forgive me on my uh, reference there a minute ago. Uh, how you met Trucks your husband, out. but you, you you met your you met your husband's in pulling. You raised your families in pulling, and obviously, Adam and myself and Tyler have, have kind of came up the same way. Like, what makes pulling a such a family oriented sport and a sport that Adam's uh, father's 
used to say this, and I heard Ryan DeBrobe make this reference at the NTPA banquet or somewhere, like how there's you can't go wrong with raising your family and pulling. So kind of, uh, Bethany, you can start, touch on that part of this sport that people don't really know or, or, or see behind the scenes. Yeah, I think uh, same every time I give a speech about pulling and I don't mind talking. So, and I've got to win a couple of championships, but one of the first things I always hit on is the family oriented pulling because, well, we always kind of say families that pull together, stay together. So it was kind of, as we were bringing our kids up, your kids be running around on the weekend, getting in trouble, or would you rather have them with you at a track running around with a bunch of other pulling kids? And um, in our mind, because we did it, I love my kids being raised around a bunch of other pulling kids. First of all, the families involved in pulling are class acts. You know, you don't get a, not to be mean, but you don't get a lot of trash and pulling. So they're running around with good people. You can trust all the other families with your kids. Um, and the camaraderie after pulls is what I see a lot different from some of these other motorsports that um, go to the drag races, you go to the circle track and man, those people are out to get each other. And when we get to the pulling track, we want to win. I mean, I'm competitive. Our team is competitive. But once we leave that track, uh, the first thing we want to do is go see who's out around the trailers, who are we going to go have a drink with, and our kids go ride bikes all night. And um, some of their best memories, I would say, are probably from pulling weekends. That's amazing. The camaraderie part is kind of what this podcast is now, in case you didn't know. And <laughs> also, also, back to the trailer reference, I think there's a story, too, about some late-night walk-ups on your all's trailers at one time that we want to get to later in the show for our oh, older audience. But yeah. Missy, to, to echo what Bethany says, um, the family aspect and pulling about what, you know, why this is all so much more in a sport to all of us. I, I mean, just like Bethany said, it's, I was raised in it. There are great people in pulling. Um, Adam and I both know the support that the pulling family gives um when when you need it when you're down and out they're there and are supporting you 100 um so to raise your kids in it is amazing um because you don't you don't have to worry about them yeah they take off and they ride their bikes but no matter where they go everybody knows who they are and are watching out for them and making sure that they are not getting in trouble or at least too much trouble, maybe a little, not too much. I was yeah. going to say, you can definitely, I never uh, got in trouble. You can definitely <laughs> go to pools and get in trouble. I, I can personally speak to that. So in there, you, you've maybe got a couple of years ahead of you before that kicks in, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ours aren't quite to that age yet where we've had to deal with that. We've just got to deal with the fun so far. So yeah. yeah. So let's yeah. talk about your kids for close. a little bit. Uh, I see uh, you have some basketball players, Bethany, that uh, she's um, girls are doing awesome. Can you talk about yeah. that a little bit. Yeah. We got a 14 year old and 17 year old. So two, two in high school now. Um, they're a fun age. Some people say high school actually, my kids have just been fun all along. Two girls, but they're not whiny, and <laughs> they actually uh, go along with the flow pretty good. Oh, sorry. Apparently, my daughter is actually 15 Burn, now. She was that's first pretty day. sad. Dang it. All right. <laughs> For those who don't know, Misty just okay. corrected Bethany off screen. So my kids in our are now 15 chat. and 18. See, that's why oh. I don't have six drinks before we get on here. That is why. <laughs> 
That's the family <laughs> aspect of it right in front of us. Yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, so yeah, so they are fully involved in sports, and then especially our senior in high school. She um just got some God-given talent that used into the best of her ability. So she has been kind of rising to the top of the basketball world and committed to working. play. We're going to start What's working that? some NIL deals here or something? Well, I mean, every college has got people that work on it. I don't think Illinois State's going to get you anything like LSU or anything, but yeah. you never know. So She keeps working we'll on it. You never know what's possible. Yeah, we'll take she college be the tuition next, for four years. She could be the next else. Caitlin Clark. Yeah, that'd be great. She's you, a stud, you could get free so. rods and pistons in exchange for your NIL. I think that's a right. good deal. You think we could get like SRE to do an NIL deal or something, Molly? I, yeah, I, I think that's. Yeah, I think it's no. a great idea. We'll talk <laughs> about that all fair. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so we just got girls sorry, go around. Yep. So we just got our house is full of teenage boys and girls a lot, and we enjoy it right now. Awesome. How about you, Misty? What about Misty? Tanner's 15. Kayla's 19. Um, Tanner's playing a little bit of freshman basketball right now. Um, so staying busy with that. And uh, Kayla's a freshman at Illinois Wesleyan. And uh, she's running track up there and studying nursing. So uh, she's going to keep us a little busy too. Awesome. Very nice. Very nice. All right. I've got a series of uh, rapid fire questions. I don't know if you guys have listened to the podcast where we've done the rapid fire questions, but they're just quick one word answers. You don't need to elaborate. It doesn't need to be a right answer. It just needs to be a quick answer. Best of luck on this, ladies. Thanks. Yeah. The, just the, so you, everybody knows, Tyler has these questions prepared. We don't even know what they are. Yeah, yeah. Chase and Adam have no idea what these are, and they gave me way and too I'm, much time. I do know the rules of this, though. You cannot pass on the question, Bethany and Missy. Oh, yeah. There are questions. Well, you there are questions. Are you going to pass on questions? No, no Adam can't. Adam, Adam has an Adam yeah. button. Adam uh, button. Oh. You can't do okay. that. The Adam button does not uh, roll over to the rapid fire, so best okay. of luck to you, ladies. All right. All right. So who, as I read them, I've got 16 of them, which is kind of way sure. too many. So yeah. who wants to who wants to answer first? Just so we're not talking over each other. I'll go. All I right. love to be first when I pull, so I'll go. Okay, so I'll ask the question. Bethany has to answer it, and then Misty. Would you rather be fifteen or fifty for the rest of your life? Fifty. Fifty. All right. 100%. Fastest speed you've ever driven in a car? Mm, 85, 100. 90. Oh, 100. Misty trounces her with a hundred. I like it. Would you rather be able to speak every language or be able to talk to animals? Talk to animals. Wise talk choice. Talk to animals. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. What modified What modified puller could you easiest be in a race swimming across an Olympic swimming pool? All of them. All of them. I love it, Misty. Ooh. What do you got? Uh, Bill Ashner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hair in your food at a restaurant. Are you going to send it back or are you going to pick it out and eat around it? Send it back. Send it back. Don't blame me. Climb Mount Everest or go skydiving? Skydiving. Skydiving. Okay. You got to eat one food for a week straight. What are you going to go with? Dr. Pepper. That's a beverage, but okay. <laughs> Tacos. 
Okay. What two-wheel drive puller would do the best one-on-one versus Bethany's daughter, Grace, in basketball? Jared, because he has to do it a lot. <laughs> okay. Misty, you can't repeat answers on these. Chase. Chase. Oh, okay. I nice. like it. If you have the opportunity. I sold my truck. What a loser. <laughs> if you had the opportunity to go into outer space, would you take it or not? No. Mm-mm. Don't blame me. Space you. real. Melt one piston every time you pull, but you win every pull you pull at. Would it be worth it for a season? Yes. <laughs> no. Oh, come on, Misty. <laughs> you don't fix it. <laughs> exactly, but I, and I have to hear about it. <laughs> All expenses paid vacation to Disneyland for a week or a vacation on the beach. Which one are you going to pick? Beach. Disneyland. What puller has a wife that has never made a pass down the track that you think that husband needs to put her in the seat? Come on, Bethany, rapid fire. I know, man. I'm having a Adam Custer. Oh, okay. Misty, you can't repeat answers. Who you got? Cole's eye check. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, you have that little one. family. Just jab. so you we'll know, Jamie, uh, she gets close on, to get elaborate. Okay. Adam, rapid fire, rapid fire. Six beer race, Misty versus Bethany. Who's winning? Bethany. Probably me. Very well. <laughs> What about Jared versus Jeremy with Twisted Tees? Jeremy. Jeremy. Larry Richwine versus Jack Kilmeyer playing a game of tetherball. Who do you got? Jack Kilmeyer. Richwine. Okay. John Mears versus Christy and a 100-yard dash. Who's winning? Christy. Christy. I about right. broke John's hip. <laughs> that's That's the end of it. <laughs> you did well. Any any of them specifically open. you'd care to elaborate on? Well, if you want a funny story, I'll elaborate on the last. I want. I want a All funny right. story. No, we hate funny. Time. We hate funny stories in this yeah, show. Kind Bethany, of funny afterwards. Right? So, last hook at Hillsboro, Wisconsin. This has probably been four or five years ago. Literally dead last. Nobody's at the starting line. It's two in the morning, and I'm the last truck to start up. And so I fire up and. You know, my crew just takes off heading towards the sled and I put it in gear, give it a little throttle. And all of a sudden there goes John Mears sitting on my hood. Apparently he was right in front of my truck, right in front of the butterflies and blower. I could not see an inkling of him. And I ran into him, <laughs> hit him. Very nice. And good thing my truck set the way it did where it kind of hit him right where he could about sit on my hood. But it it flustered me like it did. I almost shut my truck off, but he just kept on waving me on as he hobbled off to the side. So I made my run like normal and it was a shit run. And uh, I got to the end of the truck and I think Misty was the first one. I'm like, I just hit mirrors at the start of the track. I literally just ran into him. Yeah. And it wasn't good. Time. Her eyes are this big and she's like, I didn't mean to hit him. I didn't mean it's like, what are you talking about? She's like, I hit mirrors. Literally ran, and he's always the one that preached us to pay attention in the hot pits. Yeah. Oh, so you're calling him out right now for not paying attention. He was that right? right in the middle of my truck. Oh. <laughs> Are you responsible for his hip replacement? Maybe the second one. Maybe the second one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, speaking That's of funny. funny stories, we, we may or may not have uh, an Adam. I didn't aim to cut you off on rapid fire, but that was that's a rap, rapid fire rule number 13. Oh, you can't interrupt whenever doing that. Did you have something you want to add? <laughs> no, uh, we're good. I was just, uh, I was just, I liked a couple of the answers. So I, chiming in. So, so we may or may not have done a little research into some questions like we do all our guests about, you know, past humorous pulling experiences. Um, I won't say which one, but either two of you and whoever's guilty can answer was the one that had a brand new two wheel drive truck built and was having a problem with it running straight and was requesting a new chassis being built. And I'll let you all finish the rest of the story of what happened. Uh, again, I don't, I'm not going to say names. I'm not going to throw anybody out there, but either one of you, you want to take that? It was not a brand new chassis. Oh, I'm sorry. We bought it sorry. off of Longs. I guess it was Misty. It, it was well broken. <laughs> and it was in Nashville, Illinois. And the damn mm. thing wouldn't go straight. Well, as I retract my steps and was discussing it with Jeremy afterwards, complaining that it wouldn't go straight, I realized I was on the wrong break. <laughs> <laughs> but I admitted it. I came clean. I was like, never mind. Driver air. <laughs> so, so pulling fans, if you don't know, a mini rod two wheel drive, uh, modified every tractors. I don't know, every every pulling vehicle, you have a left brake, a right brake. Now some are positioned different places, but if if the vehicle's going to the right from the driver standpoint, you want it to go left, you hit the left brake. Vice versa, if it's going left. And you want to go right, you hit it right. Is that how you do it, Adam? Is that right? It's like, yeah, it's like a dune buggy. Okay, right? I'm just making sure. So, so the, believe it or not, I've done this before myself. Uh, I won't get anybody that was a part of that story involved with it, but hitting wrong brakes is a real thing. So um, I just want to make sure that story from somebody I won't reveal who was had to ask you. <laughs> uh, secondly, another question or another story. Again, either one of you can take this answer. Um, within the last two years, call it 2022 at Bowling Green, Ohio, there was uh, a well-known top-of-the-line engine builder that told one of the drivers just to basically deck it or get after it off the line at Bowling Green, Ohio. And needless to say, it went about 100 foot, and it was not very good. And then one of the drivers of the vehicle came to the end of the run. I don't know the exact chrono chronological timeline, but basically said, well, that shit didn't work. Uh, anybody yeah. want to take that one on? Yeah, that was me. And, and give, I, uh, give our fans a story. Yeah, we pulling on the, were we on the north track? The fun side? I can't remember. Anyways, our engine builder, which most people know who it is, so I'll throw him out there. John Card, we're sitting on the concrete wall and we're watching truck after truck run. And he said, I'm, I'm telling you, you're not going to be able to wait for it to hook. You're just going to have to get after it. Well, most of people have seen me drive plenty of times that you don't normally have to tell me to get after it. Every once in a while, it'll be a little behind, but if anything, I can normally be ahead of it. So you don't have to tell me twice to get after it. So, and I don't even know what happened. I mean, it, it actually felt like the hook was maybe in the wrong hitch, but it wasn't. But that's how bad it spun. And instead of doing the right thing and probably feathering it a little bit, I just stayed in it and it spun and it spun and it spun. And then it 
put all the rods out of it at like a hundred feet. I mean, like really early. It didn't even have a load on it, and it just put everything. Which isn't heard of. Yeah, which is it does. It doesn't normally happen until you get a load on it, and it did it really early on. So I don't think there was a rev chip in that truck either, and I don't know what it turned, but it turned way too many. Can you take Very us through nice. the the end the end of the track conversations when the, the engine builder you came across again? I don't. I'm not here to. This is. He's he's one well, of the, honestly, the best in the industry. The, the, can you take us through the back and forth? The, when it, what, did you give him a hug when you saw him? No. Yeah. I I think I tried to blame it on him, and then I think the rest of my teammates. Because if you're around our team very much, you'll realize real quick they kind of tell you how they see it. Like. They're not, they don't baby us when it comes to our driving. We don't baby them. And obviously nobody, nobody's happy when you put rods out on the track, first of all, like we had just blown up a pretty nice motor, did a lot of blocking. Mm. I mean, it, it hurt it all. And uh, so I don't honestly think a whole lot was said. I didn't say a whole lot to Jared. I know, but I do think I told John Card that he's the one that told me that I couldn't wait for it. And I just had to go with it. <laughs> And I realistically, I think he kind of felt a little guilty. So, yeah, it, it wasn't it sounds, our best showing at Bowling Green, but it happens. It sounds to me like you're kind of meant to drive what uh, Santa dropped off this past <laughs> season. Santa, yeah. I think that's a good idea. So we're what? wanting to hit on the hit on the new purchase, yeah. huh? Yeah. So yeah. you guys it's set the bar. Thousands of fans. You set yeah. the bar so high for young pullers across the country as far as what Santa can fit in his sleigh, didn't you? <laughs> we, I, I would say you're correct there. Yeah. Yeah. How did this all come about? Um, <laughs> well, my 15-year-old, well, I think, had a lot, lot to do with it. What did say that again, Misty? I think Tanner had a lot to do with it. Yeah, so I think the discussions with Matt Johnson, he bought our hauler two years ago. And so um, him and Jared kind of would chit-chat back and forth. And for a little bit, he wanted to buy my two-wheel drive truck. He liked the little old Chevy look. And I just really didn't want to give up my truck. I like it. It does well. And so he was actually getting a truck built by Bob Barbie. Had a two-wheeler at Bob Barbie's getting built. And the then, yeah, there is. So he was going to kind of shift gears anyways. I, You know, out in Missouri, there's just not a ton of hooks for mini rods. And so he wanted a class that when he could sneak away from pulling that, maybe he could do a little more. Yeah, the rules are across the border a little more. And But then I don't know what happened from there and how his deal with Leishner <laughs> all came about. But then he ended up with a mini rod for sale. And our husbands, my husband did not tell me that we had a mini rod until I'm pretty sure the purchase was complete. We'll just keep it at Merry that. Christmas, Bethany. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know either. Tanner actually lied to me. Matt called <laughs> Tanner and Tanner went into Jeremy's office. We were out in the shop. And when he got off the phone, I was like, bud, who called you? He goes, Uncle Jared. <laughs> nah, it was Matt Johnson. <laughs> So it was kind of just a little bit of a joke at first that Tanner's going to be driving a year from now and nothing against you, Tyler, but it's more of a smaller man's class. So they say, <laughs> and yeah, so we and thought, well, that Tanner's out not really a, a basketball center by any means. So uh, no, 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 
But I really do think our guys are pretty excited. Um, They've only pulled two-wheel drive trucks. If you think back in the history of both of them, they've only pulled that class. And so Jared's never drove a a mini rod. So this summer, um, him and Jeremy are just going to take turns playing with it a little bit. So Jeremy will be back in a mini rod. Yeah, Jeremy knows what he's doing because he's made how many passes in Terry Jostock's mini rod? Yep. Did he ever have a bad ride in Joe Stock's <laughs> mini? I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I can't remember. No. 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 Um. I actually, I'm not gonna lie. In Goshen, a few years ago, when he was driving it, uh, well, Tyler had a really bad ride, and uh, I've been known to do that. Yeah, Grayson had <laughs> a really bad a ride. Through. Pretty much, pretty much everybody ahead of Jeremy had had a bad ride, and I told him, I was like. Let's just scratch it. You don't have to run this thing. We're not running for points. Let's just scratch Come it and go. Come yeah, on. he wouldn't do it. Uh, lowered the hitch a little bit. Went to the top side of the track where all the dry dirt was, and he made just it down the track. 3, you, you, you couldn't see the, the tractor at the end of the run because all the dust was coming up over it, but he made a nice pass. Now, you don't have to speak for him if you don't believe, but do you think he likes the mini rod? Ride more than the two wheeler, possibly. Possibly, that's so. A does yes. that mean that either two of you are going to drive it? I have no desire, really. Yeah, I honestly don't either. I think this is kind of going to be their thing, let them have fun with it as long as they okay. keep setting up my two wheeler good. Okay, I'm so if Tanner, if as Tanner gets to drive it don't in a few off. years, yeah, what, about yeah. the, what about the girls? Will the girls ever get a trip in it? Kayla's got so, no desire to drive anything. Really? Yeah, Grace actually drove Jared's truck last year a couple times. Okay. Yeah, um, made a couple runs in it. And she, to make a long story short, told us it was the most stressful thing that she had ever done. And she's been in a lot of stressful sports situations. Like she's ran track state. She's won track state, a lot of high-end basketball games. And she told us it was the most stressful thing she ever did. And she was just probably content with watching so well I, from, from my standpoint and this yeah. I, I don't know i've only driven a two-wheel drive once and i don't even really classify that as a good good place to, it was greenville it was raining it was not a good scenario but a two-wheel drive and you guys are synonymous for them but the long zoomy headers that come out underneath are very very loud inside the trucks so mm-hmm. i can see from from her standpoint why it was so stressful because I've been around the sport my entire life. But when I got in that two wheeler, I could not believe how loud it was compared to like, it was like, Oh, mini rod, you're sitting so close. You don't hear it. But the two wheel drive, yeah. I mean, it is, if you don't wear it's loud with earplugs. in. So I actually it, don't even wear earplugs with my helmet. I guess my helmet, really? it's that tight. I know it's really? kind of odd. Yeah, I, I do wear earplugs, and I've forgotten them before, and that was a big mistake because then the motor does sound like it's screaming. Yeah, I, 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 I don't wear earplugs in the mini rod. Um, maybe inside I do because I think it changes the tune of the engine a little bit, whether you're inside or outside. But yeah, normally outside I don't wear them. But, man, that two-wheeler, I didn't wear them. Nobody told me. It was like, <laughs> holy shit. I couldn't hear for – well, it just had ringing in my ears for a couple days. Yeah, for new drivers, a lot of it is, which I think a lot of us can vouch for, the getting out on the track, backing up, getting it in gear, all that 
can almost be as stressful as when you then relax and make your run down the track. So, so yeah. what For has her, I more think that was what has more visibility the this you know the the new truck that you have or like that ford body like my sister always complained that she couldn't see shit out of that oh. ranger body like it yeah. just was terrible i mean it, um, it, is the vis- visibility out of the trucks that bad especially now with these setback blowers right in your face and the injectors yeah i mean you're looking around them both ways you can't see straight in front of you so yeah that's why john mears got ran over exactly yep so so misty here go ahead misty said that she had no desire bethany said that she was content in her two-wheeler so it sounds like bethany probably would if given the opportunity to clarify I don't know. That's we'll not a no. It, you know, it's one of those, if I could be like pegged a 340 foot straight past, heck yeah, let's go. But I've seen you all get one stab of the brake. I'm afraid I'd be a brake stabber. That's pretty well mm-hmm. where we're at. I would well, you'd only be a brake stabber one time. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, problem, so in, in, in a two wheel drive, do you, when you hit the brakes, do you have to like really hammer the brake to get it to turn? My no, I have the really, really touchy brakes. You know, if I hit a brake in my truck, because I can try feathering it and it drops the front end every time. So no, yeah. Okay. Mine is well, then touchy. you'd you'd be fine in a mini rod because I use it as a pressure. Like I always try to straighten the, the tractor out early in the pass, right? When you take off, you kind of got a place in the, in your mind where you want to go, and you try to straighten it up. Then yes, you yep. may lose lose a little bit of momentum, but at least you're pointed where you want. Maybe if the further you get down the track and like my dad would always let it drift and then you'd hit it at the end of the pass and it would be harder to turn and you'd have to hit the brakes harder and whatnot. Yeah. Mini rod, I always do like a pressure, like I'll start hitting it and if it don't turn, I'll hit a little bit harder and a little bit harder, but really quick hits, you know, not just laying on the brake okay. trying to get it to turn. Cause I don't think that works. You're more shocking <laughs> the system, right? You're just giving a little bump and you can kind of see it at times, but so- I think you're, Bethany, you're ready now. Yeah, <laughs> I got, I'm just ready. gonna get me a song in my head and just kind of bump it to the tune of the yeah, song. Yeah, just you know, <laughs> a little bit more pressure. If it's not moving, you turn, you just yeah. hit a little bit harder. Well, at Bowling but they have Green, to be fast. Bowling Green five or six years ago, I was one of the lucky ones that got in the top three because they brought the top three back then. So. I got in the pull-off there, and I started on the right-hand side of the track, and it's pretty wide at Bowling Green, and I won the pull and I drove out of bounds at the same time. And so I obviously, I was pounding on the brake, but then I got told that I needed to let up to give it pressure and then hit it again. And I just kept on laying on it. It did not work. (laughs) And then the story goes, the Boyd's always laugh because then apparently Jared punched the concrete wall on the side whenever I went out of bounds. So (laughs) good times. (laughs) <laughs> it's good. To, I'm sure you all heard the earlier part of the show. Do y'all prefer pull-offs or floating finish from from a competitive standpoint, and then from an entertainment standpoint? If you're going to pull and you're watching, which do you prefer to see? Uh, this is our early segment of our show. Uh, Misty, you can start. I think I prefer a floating finish. I mean, it's just fun to watch. You know, everybody go out there and just go as far as they can in a fast pass, and it's it's just fun. What about entertainment-wise? What if you're someone that doesn't know pulling? Or, like, you bring somebody in there, you still say floating finish? I do. I mean, I I think the fans enjoy the 
the fast passes and and watching guys go out there and maybe fly past somebody else and as you know, long know as that they've won like, the pole and they have something visually like a good leader marker to know where you're going past. Yes, like, which which PPO fun. always does. PP always does. Right. I, I, I'm every is okay. I mean, if depending on who sets it. It doesn't always oh, get set oh, right. Oh, oh, it, oh. Get, go a little deeper here. Oh. Go a little deeper, Misty. What, 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 what do you mean by that? Well, I feel like sometimes it's like they don't set it by the back, the front of the sled. They set it like mm -hmm. by the back of the, the truck or even further back sometimes. Which for, which for fans that don't know, Misty, explain that, which which is accurate. Where's the front, where's the distance to get measured? That's a probably a valid question. Front of the sled. The front of the sled. You want you want that track marker, the closest to the front of the sled to to mark your your leader. So that's where the leader counties be front of the sled because that's what we gets measured. Yep. That's why this is a great podcast to pull. And thank you for that, Misty Bethany. Your take on pull off versus uh, floating finish. Besides yeah, running out of bounds in the pull off, I, I, that, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. Yeah, running I out bounds in the pull off. Being a little picky here. Two day events. Pull off on the second day would be great for the adrenaline and the competition, like the competitor me. Some of my funnest passes and excitement have came when you came back for a pull-off. Like, you're like, yes, this is getting ready to be game on. It's fun. But I don't always have to work on the motors. And from a longevity early in the season, and if you have pull-offs every night, it, it can be a little tricky. So Now, how would that work if there's maybe a little bit more compensation for making a second? Yeah, I would say comp I would say compensation's good. And PPL actually at one point in time in their champions club did mm -hmm. compensate you for if you had to come back for I actually think they still do. We just never have pull-offs. Yeah. yeah. That is correct. They still do. Okay. Yeah. So right. you do have you guys have you ever been on the end of being early in the class and you go 328 feet and the pull-off is set at 330 and like somebody gets past you and they have the pull off and you just, I mean, that's the only downfall that I see in the way PPL judges their thing. Like you, you're, you're setting the standard early in the class. You go out there and make a really good pass at 328. They're okay. Pull off set at 330. track gets better. Four people go buy it. You know, it's like, that's where I see a slight, maybe uh, frustration in the pulling world, but Right. But when they set it early in the class, which they have to, they're probably right. looking like, well, we don't want 10 of these things out. So exactly. we know one's already there. We're going to, you tend to see them do that. They uh, put like five feet in front of the farthest truck, wherever they're at. So, yeah. Yeah. So set the, set the marker at the right spot would be a start. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that, be. that way you know yeah, that you know you've taken the lead and you don't look like an idiot thinking no, you took the lead. That way you do the fist bump, right? You're doing that this, do and then bump. they're like, "Yeah, no. you're two foot short," you know. Hey, one time I did a fist bump and they I pulled it in the fourth. I thought they had the cone the wrong spot. <laughs> I thought I had won at was it Farley, Iowa, a couple of years ago. Flag was definitely not quite on because I did not win either. So yeah. Yeah. So fans, a ton of viewers, uh, Bethany and Misty have been awesome. Our best show yet is what I'm being told in the backstage here. We're going to hit them with some of your questions. Fire them away. We'll have a segment at the end of the show. But I think Tyler, it's back to you. Uh, Tyler's always the highlight of the show, if you girls didn't know. Oh, I don't know about that. 
Uh, <laughs> Misty, I once, uh, against your will, bought your daughter a pet rat for her birthday. Uh, how how long did the rat last, and do you miss it sometimes? Well, honestly, Tyler, we have two more now. Do you really? Yeah. So Ken, Kenny lasted probably a year and a half. Not bad. Not, Not bad. bad. Um, <laughs> and then, oh, maybe a year or so ago, Kayla's like, Mom, I think I like rats. And the Humane Society's got baby rats. I'm like, okay. So we go up. I mean, those things were about this long when we got them. And now they're full grown, but we have two how, of them. How does how does the Humane Society get rats? Somebody's just dropping off rats? No, they're making money off yes. whatever is walking through there. Apparently, <laughs> apparently somebody had a couple rats and they had a surprise litter of babies. And so they <laughs> turned them over to the Humane Society. Okay. Was, was the rat that I got for your family the first one of your household? Yes. So we really started something there, huh? You did. You did. These but are, you know, she wanted one. Rats. I'm pretty sure she begged you for, you know, for yeah, one. She did. And Misty was very clear and adamant to say, under no circumstance should you show up with a rat. And I did, and you let her keep it. So I give you credit for that. Uh, but he, he he showed up with the rat, the cage, <laughs> and food. I mean, he showed up with the whole the whole set so yeah i was i was gonna make sure you were forced to keep it for at least a week before getting rid of it yeah no that, we we cap him that that makes me happy to hear that you now have two more yes yeah but bethany do you guys got any rats in your house that you know of um unless they're on the walls no i hope not no. <laughs> we have one dog he's not the smartest so yeah deathly afraid of mice or no uh, I'm not necessarily afraid of them, but I don't want them in my house. Surprising, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess kind of like most she, everybody else. <laughs> yeah, that's she fair. doesn't live in southern Indiana. She doesn't. She doesn't live in southern Indiana, Adam. <laughs> the rats down here. Uh, so again, like, again, we're all about this show: asking tough questions, having a good time. Feel free to hit the Adam button at any moment. But we're gonna put you guys kind of we're, hot seat we're here. We're gonna so. we're gonna move it to the next question that we ask everybody that comes on this podcast. Uh, each of you can answer in your own own fashion. Best bowling green story. You going first thing, or me? Hottest Bethany? thing you've ever seen. Craziest. You can go ahead, Bethany. I will. Yeah. So my stories are about us, so it's not like they're crazy because we're not that crazy. But I do remember one back in the day, gosh, I mean, this is way back when Jeremy and Misty had a tracker, old tracker they used to pull the van around with. So Jared and I might have been married, but not for very long. We were with, took the tracker into the campgrounds and the horn on the tracker hadn't worked in years. Jeremy and Misty went to bed. They were being party poopers that night. They went to bed. So Jared and I, and man, if I remember, I think we had like J.R. Quant with mm -hmm. us there were some aldermont people with us um and we went out into the campground and i fell off the roof of the tracker first of all onto the gear shifter and i like bent, bent the gear shifter so i had to show jeremy that the next morning but then the cool thing was somehow trying to honk the horn in the campground the horn magically started working so we bent the shifter but we got his horn to work so 
Yeah, it wasn't bad. This, this is this is this is way back before your mothers and driving pulling. Yeah, uh, that mm -hmm. was before I was a mom. Yeah. Okay. I was yeah. gonna just, say just so the fans know. Yeah. Jamie, Austin, Jamie Austin wasn't with you guys or anything. He might have been passed out already. <laughs> I no, I don't remember if Jamie was along. I'm Jamie was there. I can guarantee yeah. you, Jamie was there. But so yeah. when you say oh. fell off the roof of the tracker, why were you on the roof of the tracker? Well, you just ride on the roof to see what all's going on in the campgrounds. Okay, fair enough. What was What like was the it was a sunroof. Oh, okay. Yeah, like just sitting on the sunroof. The soft top was off. Uh, yeah, there you go. I was imagining you standing on the roof of a no, geo tractor driving through the Not quite that extent. Was Billy, was Billy Beer somewhere around? For all you Bill <laughs> Practice podcast fans, uh, someone tuning this time may not know, but go back and watch episode six. You understand why we asked Yeah, that. did you guys run right. over any Porta Johns ever or no? <laughs> every the, the, every puller has a. Is that what Billy Beers did? Yeah, every puller go has back, a good Yeah, go back and watch play. episode six, Bethany. Come on, I thought you were <laughs> right. a fan. Will do. The crazy thing is, is we heard them coming back, but it's like, oh, that can't be them. They're honking a horn. And then we felt them pull up into, like, the trailer. And it's like, oh, wait, that was them. <laughs> <laughs> Got the horn to work. What's your story, before, before they were mother, Before they were mothers and drivers. Always, always <laughs> oh, Jamie's watching. Jamie's listening. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we had Facebook. Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> Pops up. I don't know. I'm probably going to tell a story on one of our help. Um, uh oh. What a younger it's fair kid. game. It's fair yeah, game. Yeah. We had a younger kid that went with us um, one year, and uh, he was getting ready to to go off to the military. And uh, he had a little too much fun. I don't know if you guys ever saw the pictures of uh, the guy that was passed out in the middle of the road in front of the 4-H uh, milkshake building. Yes, was it Billy course. Bears? No. <laughs> oh. that, that was our help. He was, he was passed out there. I don't think he slept in a bed the whole weekend. <laughs> he slept in a chair one night. He slept in our tow vehicle one night. You, he you know, that wasn't the same night. Now, refresh my memory here, but I came to our trailer one night, and there's a bunch of people down where we park at at Bowling Green, which is right by the gate, and there's a huge crowd down there. All this hooping and hollers is going on, and I think uh, there's a turnstile down there that people use to leave the premises, and I think somebody slipped a pipe or something over over that bottom of the turnstile and people couldn't get out. We we're having a pretty good, that wasn't that night. Was it? It might've been. I, don't I think remember. it was. I think, but I, I think remember that night. Yeah. I think there was a guy passed out in the road. Um, yeah, that might've been later that night. Yeah. Check. yeah, yeah. That, that, that was a good time to paint that picture accurately. There is like a, how do you call it? A prison style turnstile almost mm -hmm. to leave right. the Bowling Green grounds because it is chain link and barbed wire. And so you have, you know, a sort of horizontal bar style that intersects some other bars where you can only leave. So it only turns to go out and you can't come in. And we had slipped a miter cut stack, I believe we called it, or a piece of pipe <laughs> over the bottom one. So it was pushing against the fence post. And basically what we did is we trapped some poor drunk people that were trying to leave the grounds and they would walk up to that thing and they would, they would push on it and they would kind of stop and turn and look around and kind of pull on it and push on it some more. And 
some people unfortunately just couldn't figure it out and uh misty didn't even help them escape so they were they were basically just trapped in the grounds forced to find another exit isn't that right the, Misty? The, except the, the, the problem with that faces. is there, there was there's not another exit like everything was gated shut it's literally the only <laughs> fucking gate going out to the parking lot they're wiggling the thing like oh go down to that gate and they'd take off walking and in like 45 minutes you'd see him walking back you'd get people that would like i saw a guy they ain't no shit he like so they have some benches out there in a trash can and he's got him and his buddy they're drunk as hell they get this cooler and they're trying to get it over well the guy this is maybe even before the turnstile but he like shoves the trash can over by the fence and he climbs up on the bench, gets on the trash can, and he steps on this chain that's holding the two gates together. And he's when when you step on that chain, it brings the fence as tight as it's gonna be. Like not very good physics here with the boy, but his buddy is handing him a cooler over, and this dude goes to get out, and like when he goes to get out of the in between the gate, he falls and face plants face first into the asphalt. I thought the guy was fucking dead. Like, yep. it was only like three people out there, and I'm like, oh my god, this guy's dead. And eventually, he starts moving. Then you gave him CPR. Then you then you gave him CPR. No, this was even before there was a turnstile, actually. But um, <laughs> okay. like, you'll have that up those bigger He rolled around for a minute. He got up and walked off. But like, hey, who, who, if, of, if you're this guy, I don't subscribe and listen to the show. If you if you're We're this sorry. guy listening to the show, please, no, I'm please sorry. Messages. We'll give you a free T-shirt. And, after uh, that, actually, you know, to say after that, they actually gave me, a, uh, actually gave Toby a key to open that gate. Don't tell people that. Out. But boy, <laughs> it was bad that Poor one year. Boy. I mean, I guarantee there was 50 people that tried to go through that gate and we kept pointing them around to other places. The, the look right. on their faces when they couldn't get out, they were like, uh, what are we going to do? Yeah, yeah, like it was terrible. That's I how you know that place is wild. They're literally locking back. people into that environment. <laughs> You there was guys yeah. walking around like 45 minutes. Oh, how the fuck do we get out of here? Like, oh no, man, it's locked. <laughs> Go the slaw trailer. Um, yeah. Back to uh, some of the the hot burning questions here. So we'll start with you, Misty. And it, we're all this is all about fictional worlds and hypotheticals. I mean, these could happen, but we all have, we all always have to be prepared for what could happen. So you're in a pull off uh, with one other vehicle. Let's call it. Who's the, I don't know who's who's the reigning farm show champion last year? Russ Nichols. You're gonna you're gonna pull off of Russ Nichols. Your vehicle, Russ Nichols. The tech official comes over. You, let's say you did what Bethany did. You were on the top of the tracker. You fell through it. Something happened that they didn't like. And they said you cannot drive this vehicle in the pull off. Nor can anyone from Team Nelson Motorsports or Midnight Motorsports drive this vehicle in the pull off. And you can't have anybody in the two-wheel drive drive this truck. But if you're going to beat Russ Nichols, you got to have another female from another class drive your vehicle. So in that scenario, it's the biggest pull in the world. Who are you picking female-wise to drive your truck in a pull-off to win the biggest pull in the world? That's not a two-wheel drive puller. Ooh. And then, Bethany, the question's passed off to you. Then I got one more after that. Can't be the same answer. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, you'll get you'll get to your two wheel drive girls here in a minute, but let's just keep it non two wheel drive female girls to win the pull off. There's not a a lot of them. 
Uh, no, there's Julia Ray. Julia Ray. There are plenty though. Julia Ray. Good answer. Good Bethany. Answer. Russ oh. Nichols is circling around your truck right now. I want to know who you're going to have out there. So I'm probably going to throw speed. a four wheel drive puller in just because they've got a little throttle control. Let's go with Lisa Peterson. Absolutely. Yeah. Lisa Peterson. What, what if uh, they make her do a breathalyzer? Game on. <laughs> That's that never, was not part that of the it. question. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't add those rules. Okay, Bethany, it starts <laughs> with you now. Your new mini rod is in a pull-off with me, Tyler, and Adam at Bowling Green, Ohio. Same scenario comes up. Somebody finds something illegal about the tractor, said none of you Nelsons can drive this vehicle. Only you can have a female two-wheel drive puller drive this mini rod in this pull-off against these three guys, who are you going to stick in the seat? And it can't be a Nelson driver? No. No, because oh. you already got caught doing something illegal. Yeah, let's throw in, um, who's been competitive? Abby Leishner. She's done well with the Bobcat. No, 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 no. Two, I, I may not say it right. A two-wheel drive competitor in the mini rod. Oh, I got to put a two-wheel drive in the mini rod. I got and so excited about the story, female. I probably didn't explain it well. It and it to has be to be a female? All right, well, we're yeah. throwing Ashley in it. We're putting Illinois Mafia in it, Ashley. That's Jonathan Mears comes say. over. He he he. Jonathan Mears comes over. Shows you some rule in the rule book that doesn't that he just said that <laughs> it has to be a two wheel drive female puller, and you're throwing Ashley Corzine in it. Yep. Dude, I'm trying to do that. Me? Like last year, we we got to Wasi on really late, and Craig, I think Misty, you guys were there, right? Before you uh, Jeremy went was. to, no, Jeremy was, but um, we got up in the um. It was just me and my buddy Rick, and I said something to her. I was like, I should just let you drive one of these damn things. So at some point in the time this year, probably, I'd like to get Ashley in the seat of one of them. Maybe this new one. So um, I'd love she'll for her to beat drive your ass. I don't, I, I don't know ass, that though. she – What? I have no problem with that, dude. Like, I've done, a lot in the, I've done a lot in this class. So you have up years, you have down years. I uh, I'm just, I'm Obviously, sorry. I'm the, 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 the engine – guy now but i i would love to see ashley drive one of these mini rods mostly because she's you gonna let and she's fit you let craig man, tune it she's ready to huh mm -hmm. you gonna let craig Craig's, turn the mag? craig's driven the mini rod before uh we didn't have a single weight on it and uh, <laughs> he burned it in he burned it in at the end of the track dead dragon old uh bob kern's uh have transfer will travel sled he, he was Burned it in somewhere and detonated it and caught on fire. So, um, but no, Ashley's she drove a mini rod before. Uh, she actually got the first win in the mini rod besides uh, me. So she just didn't like working on the shit. So she chose other things. And so now when she's Craig driving gets, again, Craig and she's Ashley a get, damn good Craig driver. And Ashley's gonna get a mini rod. Craig and Ashley's getting a mini rod. Is what I'm hearing. Yeah, they probably should take one of these from me, dude. Like I need. <laughs> Probably Love less it. shit than what I have. Misty, right now, so. back back to the questions. You can't say Ashley who you got. Two wheel drive. Jonathan Mears, where you're at Nashville, Illinois, and they come up this rule that we didn't nobody knew existed. Two wheel drive puller, but it can't be Ashley Corzon, who's driving the new mini rod in the pull off with me, Tyler, and Adam. Lisa. Oh, that could be fun. Lisa who? <laughs> Lisa Tatum. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Shout out to all female pullers out there um bethany 2023 champion but they're there you all are the best the best regardless of what us three idiots say on this show so 
Uh, special shout to those to those that don't know female pullers. Look them up. They are special. They are a big part of the sport. Tyler, I think it's back to you to make this show flow a little better. Uh, yeah. So Chase mentions Russ Nichols, and we all know the elephant in the room with his tires. Love him or hate him. These are the first two-wheel drive guests we've ever had on. I forgot yeah. about that. M- Misty, love him or hate him? Sorry, I was laughing at Tanner's comment. What did you say? Oh, I didn't <laughs> see one here. Chase, anybody could beat you. That's what Tanner says. <laughs> I'm not debating that. <laughs> he knows. So right. What was the question? Sorry. The new two-wheel drive tires. I mean, they're not new anymore. About a year ago, they were new. They're not so new now. But you saw what they did. A lot of people say they were better. Some people prove that they were better. Some people disagree. The whole aspect, you know, whether Russ Nichols himself came out with them, let's just say person X came out with them. Do you like what they did or not like what they did? I love my new Mayhills. Yeah. Are you going to end it at that? I didn't run the other ones. They wouldn't fit on. They wouldn't fit under dad's body. Okay. You like wider tires? No, on Jeremy's truck, they didn't work on Jeremy's truck. Okay, so you did try them no, on that. Wider one. tires, you, you prefer the ne- more narrow tires on Jeremy's truck. The wider, I mean, the new May Hills worked good on Jeremy's truck. The Nichols tires did not like Jeremy's truck at all. Okay. But Cole's running them now and they do great on his truck. So, Bethany, just like engines, everything's a combination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, capiche. You work with what you have and normally you can have some success with it. We're Mayhill. We're Mayhill team. I, I'm not really a ship jumper. Try not to be. I don't just go off to the next fad or I feel like us in general try not to do that. So um, what we have works. Obviously, we've had some success, so we I don't see a whole lot of reason to change. Yeah, I don't blame you there. And sorry Fair for enough. putting you on the hot seat, but y'all are the first yeah. two-wheel drive pullers ever on this show. So no, uh, yeah. no. Uh, kudos um, to you. Yeah. Everybody talks about tires and two-wheel drive, so I had to go there. All right. If there was, if it's Saturday night at Bowling Green, you are last hook in the class, somebody's leading the pull, and you're about to run. If you're going to run and take the win from somebody, who is it going to make mean the most for you to take it from? Uh, So when we come to NTPA pools, and this might be, but for us, the team to beat a lot of time is a Petro. So if yep, the yeah. Petro's out front and we beat a Petro, you know you've done something, and that's respect for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Okay. About that's you, very talented. You can, I would agree. Say, I mean, this they the standard. It's just the standard they've set with all their success there for a lot of years. So yeah. which uh, which one of the Petro team do you want to beat the most, though? <laughs> like Jesse or Joey or what truck? Yeah. yeah name a vehicle. Name Chad. a vehicle. Yeah, name of running block. No, it it I don't. Um, I mean, I'm guessing one of Jesse's is going to be out there. The Buckeye Holler does pretty well, so Mm -hmm. probably Jesse sitting out front with Buckeye Holler. That's fair. That's fair. Yep. Um, what about the uh the limited schedule that PPL had to offer for the two wheel drive class? Love it or hate it? Love it. Love it, Misty. She's thinking about that. I mean. It was good. We had somewhere to pull. I mean, you know, they they busted their butts to fi- put a schedule together and and give us places to run. 
Um, well, that's a semi-loaded question, Tyler. Just for the simple fact is ITPA puts on a lot of pulls in their state, and they're, they're easy to go to. So when you limit a PPL schedule, it probably makes your guys' life a bit easier just because you guys do attend a bunch of pools. Yeah, well, but where the- I think it kind of comes down to, Misty's kind of the same. I mean, we have kids doing spring sports up until right. end of May where our trucking season is super busy through early June. So uh, for us, like a June, July, August schedule is perfect. Our kids go back to school in September. We're back getting busy. When we're pulling too early or too late, that is when things get hard and we're having to split up and everybody. Well, and, can't it, yeah. Yeah. and it really doesn't work with the farm. I mean, if we're, you know, planting in April and May, it's not good to, we can't park the tractors and, and take off and go pulling. And same thing with harvest. I mean, so a condensed, you know, end of June, middle of June to first part of August is about perfect. Middle of August. Well, and you guys got Tanner running the planter now at 15, right? What's that? You guys got Tanner running the tractor and the planter at age 15 now, right? Mm-hmm. How, how many acres do you so, think he's planted at age 15? Uh, I think he planted. Yeah, I lots of lots of math there. Well, I'm trying to think of. I know he planted <laughs> at least forty, eighty, maybe a hundred, hundred and sixty, maybe. That's impressive. That's that's right up there Are with Bruce's fans? lifetime total. For your fans, you fans that don't know, we keep mentioning the name Tanner. Tanner is Misty and Jeremy's son, 15-year-old son now, that is going to be a star in this sport here in the next few years. Um, he's If you don't know him yet, you'll know him soon. We won't tell him that to his face, but I'm sure he's watching. Oh, yeah, he is watching. He made some comments. But the best thing he could do is jump in the meteorite class, and then he'll he'll want to go to a drop pulling. So, Tanner, can't wait to see you in a year or so, buddy. <laughs> Hey, so the he next thing he is our biggest critic. Yeah, he will tell you what you've done wrong. And yes, I mean it when I say it, he'll be a star in the sport. So remember the name Tanner Nelson. Yeah. We always ask all of our guests, and we you've touched on a little bit. If there was one thing and, and Misty, you can start it, you would you could change about the sport of pulling, what would it be for the betterment? It can be anything. Mm. It can be anything to help it grow, not get back in, t- in time to to uh, farm. It's whether to help it's, whether it's with, co- yeah, whatever it's scheduling, whatever it you could possibly think. If you were in charge and the first thing you wanted to take care of or you thought would, would benefit. Would the help sport grow, the, grow the sport. Yeah, grow the sport. I mean, Bethany touched on it just a little bit ago, um, you know, a few more two-day hooks. Just to, to, you know, be there for a couple of days and, and get the, the fans into it a little bit more and have more time to come out and check things out and, and be around. Making it a weekend gathering. I think we've talked about this show where, where it's not just pop in one day, but just make a, a weekend of it. Bowling Green, Ohio is it's like a camping Ohio tr- It's like a camping trip. Correct. It's like a camping trip, you know. You spend a couple of days with with your family outside of your family, and uh, you know, for maybe you guys, for me, it's a lot. But when you have a lot of stuff to load and unload, you like to kind of set your roots for a couple of days, mm-hmm. running in and out. I mean, I think it's a little bit more difficult. 
that doesn't necessarily mean that we want two day hooks every weekend though. You know, so right. got to have, I think holidays, having your holidays off is probably a big benefit. Yeah. Um, so you can, you get to go to the lake cause you guys go to the lake often. I know you guys yeah. go to a pontoon now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We enjoy so. going to the lake on our free weekends now. Yeah, the mini rod might be, just uh, take up a few of those free weekends. Say, Dang it. That mini rod ruined that. That mini rod ruined that for that expedition. <laughs> Bethany and I and Ashley are going to go take the pontoon to the lake, and the boys so, can go pulling. Cheers. Yeah. So, do you guys know that you are now going to be pulling a mini rod in my hometown this year? I don't know. This might be breaking. News I did for hear the, that. Uh, oh, really? Evansville. Uh, common people like our, yeah. some of my buddies here at the fair. Um, they voted mini rods in at Evansville this year. Awesome. So that's huge. Rumor this has pool it. has been in my back nine miles from my house my entire life, and I've never pulled there once. My dad, the last time he ran there was in 2001. Oh, wow. Um, so wow. it's dirt's changed. A lot of things have changed. But as as far as the pool standpoint, you guys like Evansville, right? I mean, there are a lot of cra- great. The crowd's awesome. It's I've really been, good. Track, maybe not as good as this, year, getting, was like, this past year is a lot better. This year right? was probably one of the best tracks we had been on. So oh, yeah. at least yeah, they're working so on they it. They moved all the dirt in. Yep, uh, they're, they're really trying hard. They're trying really hard. To, Bethany, uh, you said rumor has it. What were you going to say? Rumor has it that many rods are going to be at Altamont also. Really? So yeah. make a whole Goshen, so Evansville, Altamont swing. swing. So, yeah. So what do you guys think about that whole week? I mean... If everything's going smooth, it's not that bad, right? right. But if you guys, I mean, did, Bethany, didn't one year you guys went from uh, Goshen to Evansville to uh, open up the trailer and, and see that the lift had fell down on the truck or something? Oh, yeah. Busted yeah. some shit up? Ooh, we tell us that travel about. story. Yeah, I was going to say, pulling can be a lot of fun, but every team will vouch that loading and unloading can be some of the knock down drag out shittiest times like they <laughs> oh yeah they put a heck of a test on a marriage oh man right. it's like it's like knocking a boat in it's like Fam- family sport yeah yeah right. so we load up at goshen and you're always in a hurry at goshen to run out of there and get down to evansville or two wheelers tend to be because we pulled in the afternoon and we try to make it down to evansville by midnight who can get loaded the fastest and get out of there and Get there before the rain beats them there. Right? Yep. So i not sure what, when, or how went on, but <laughs> we get down to Evansville and get, everybody's grabbing a drink, open up the trailer door and Jared's truck sitting this way on the lift and it had fell down. It was into the side of the wall of the trailer. It was sitting on my injector. Um, nice. Yeah. So there's probably still a dent in the back of the black trailer that Matt Johnson's using from Jared. <laughs> Don't tell him that. Did you tell him that when you bought it? <laughs> yeah. So from what it looked like when we opened the door to what ended up being wrong, actually, we were pretty lucky. They were able to get the lift back level. Um, it did tear up my injector, um, did a little body damage on my truck, but we have some good teammates that, well, Jared and Beeve ran back to Altamont that night and got an injector and rolled back in about seven that morning. And Jeremy did a little body work and we pulled that night. So, yeah. Oh, you didn't get rained out because usually I think like even in Evansville, there's been like three foot of water staying there. Oh, yeah. 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 So, yeah, they, there's they always stories of unloading, loading and 
up and down the awesome. road. Is is that your worst story of travel slash loading unloading? We normally yeah, ask oh, yeah. everyone. We haven't hit you yeah. all with that yet. Yeah, that's definitely our worst one as far as damage done. Mm -hmm. I would. I mean, I dread any pull where we're pulling pretty late and there's a dew on the ground, and mm. the ramps get slick because you can guarantee that shit ain't gonna go good. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. We've, we've all lost customers. Nice. Can we get a ding ding? We we put almost <laughs> an hour into it. And they, we finally uh, got a cuss word. Yeah, yeah. we've, uh, we've uh, all lost a beard to walking up a trailer ramp, and you fall and just chuck <laughs> that poor thing off into the distance. Yeah. The ranger really gets cockeyed. The tow bars yeah. get all out of shape. That part of pulling. Some weight is boxes fun. get bent up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and for our, for our listeners, again, shout to our. Uh, podcast downloads. I think we elapsed 10,000 last weekend or, or like 9,000, 9,800. These vehicles, these 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 trucks go into trailers and they stack them in there using a, a hydraulic lift most of the time. And when that vehicle or that truck is on a lift, there's a strapping process that goes into that. And then sometimes things don't go as planned as referenced in this, this past story. But for anyone cool. to understand how a lift and how some of this stuff gets loaded. We're always here to try to explain that to everyone. Well, it's like a puzzle piece. Like literally like even your guys' trailer, like all you guys' stuff there for a long time, the, the amount of shit you pile in a trailer is kind of amazing. Really? Well, and I mean, the yeah. problem is, is you're always like, Hey, you want to take a break, get 12 to 15 beers deep and right. put together <laughs> a $500,000 four piece jigsaw puzzle. Right. Tyler, not everybody does it like me and you. <laughs> I, Chase, I try your trailers, you trace your trailers as dangerous as anybody because the, the the front lifts they only go what six feet off the ground in the trailer so you're That's you have to go up two sets of ramps but the front <laughs> tires barely i mean i don't know how oh, y'all yeah. do it my, sis, my sister's our insurance agent but we my sister's our insurance agent but we don't invite her pulling that's a good call. That's a good call. That is a good All call. All right. Yeah. We're, we're getting close to two hours. Um, I believe, uh -oh. uh, ladies, Chase gave you guys a heads up about the old two truths and one lie. Is that correct? Well, I think you're from the, the past podcast. I forgot again. I forgot but again. Did. Yeah. Chase did not give you guys a heads up. That just really speaks to his level. I'm of sure they're unorganized really organized guy on the team. Yeah. It's okay. I was prepared. And Very I prepared well him. done. All right. Who I knew wants we didn't have first? Billy Beers or Jeff Hurd on here tonight. They, yeah. they so, have it under control. So for our, our listeners, that uh, if this is their first show, which I'm sure there is some, the two truths and one lie is you're going to make three statements, two of them being truths, one of them being a lie, and it is up to us three to decipher which one is the lie, assuming that Bethany would know Misty and Misty would know Bethany's, so we're not going to let them participate with one another, correct? <laughs> correct. Unless you guys think that uh, you've got each other stumped, but we'll let you make no, that call. I know she's got mine figured out. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. I don't care who goes first. Take it away. Okay. All right. I'll go. Oh, oh, they weren't prepared, though. They're, they're, they're fine. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, go right. ahead. I'm ready. Go ahead. All right. So I read the newspaper every day. I have my CDL and help drive to pools. I have a passion for sports and was an AD for six years. Ooh, that is tough. I'm going to say the newspaper one is a lie. I'm going to say the CDL is a lie. I've never seen you drive to the pool. That's the reason. I, I mean, not that you 
you may drive illegally, but if I had a CDL, oh. I'll be showing it off like, hey, girls, I got a CDL. Look at me pulling here. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, Adam, uh, make it go. Uh, you know what? Um, I'll go with the newspaper. All right. All right. So the lie was I have my CDL and help drive to pulls. Chase got it. Or else so we would see, we would, had, we would see you, you pulling in there, in the seat? tooting your horn. Really big rig. I've been horn. in the seat like a couple times, like on the old slide over and four lanes of traffic at 3 a.m. for Jared to go to the bathroom. And yeah, not Jared, a Jared, I got I to gotta take a piss. Take over this for a second. Yeah. But it. Yeah. I am not, I don't have no comfort in that, especially what they are now, how long those are. Uh-uh. Automatic? It was an automatic or stick shift? No, no. Yeah, I'd get stalled out on the interstate probably because it is okay. manual. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Well, I mean, he's a diehard trucker, man. You know, like my new truck, it's uh, automatic. Love it, right? I don't know if he would let me drive anyways. So, <laughs> why get it? Get your CDL this next summer, girl. Several times. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Misty. Okay. Uh, my first pass down the track was on an antique tractor. I'm a huge Swifty. And I've always wanted to race sprint cars. <laughs> I'm going to go with you're go not first. a huge Swifty. Uh, Chase. I mean, everyone loves Swifty. How can you not love Swifty? I'm not, she's not one of them. Look at you. You're probably wearing a bracelet right now for her. <laughs> no, I got I got an underwear on. Um, Personally, hers? Or? Say, no, they're boxers, not underwear. They're boxers. Oh, His facial hair. I think never he's pulled to... an antique, antique tractor. You're, you like, that's too slow for you. I think you're not pulling an antique tractor. Adam, what do you think? Um, I don't know. Uh, well, you got to pick one, man. Well, no shit. You got to answer that's part of the game. I'll take I'll take the uh, antique tractor. Also, I am not a huge Swifty. Oh, I guess. Tell us about your antique tractor. Uh, I was eleven. It was a barnyard class. Nice in Fisher, Illinois. I got second. I was driving Dickie Miller's uh, Alice Chalmers, old spooky. Uh. Some of the boys didn't take it very well that I beat them. Ooh. And uh, before the Champaign County Fair rolled around, they deemed Dickie's tractor illegal and I wasn't allowed to pull. Really? <laughs> Cheater. Yep. They changed the rules. Yep. I know how that feels. You and Tal- Talon get together. <laughs> you know what? From what I understand, and I don't know this because I've never pulled one a day in my life, but they say the antique pullers are the biggest cheaters out there. I've, I've heard this before. I've, I don't know. I've heard that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So, ladies, the two truths, one lie, by far the best segment we've ever had, despite me not telling you about it, but it sounded like you were prepared. 20, Sorry, last Missy, question. I, did, I, did, I, didn't, I didn't mean to uh, throw you under the bus with the Swifty there. I know you guys go to Disneyland an awful lot, so I just thought there was something a little magical about T-Swift. No, we just like Disney. We're actually going again in March. We're taking uh, Kristen and, and her how many, how many trips a year down there? Four? No. We go every other year. Oh, okay. 2024, uh, either one of you can take this. Obviously, the Farmer's Junior Show is coming up in a month. 
kind of what's it look like? I know you have a new a mini rod, but where will fans see you guys pulling? Uh, what circuit? What classes? When and where? For the Midnight Motorsports team as a whole, and and kudos to Jared and Jeremy. I don't know. If, has anyone said the name Jared and Jeremy all night? Because they are. Yeah, they, I believe so. Both of their. We are both. They are both of their husbands and great pullers, good men. Thanks for you not paying that, attention. The people they want to beat most in pulling are their husbands. <laughs> They said husband. They didn't say their names, though. They didn't say their names. I don't think anyone ever said husband or 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 nobody ever said Jeremy or Chase. It's been nice not to have all this male masculinity all the time. We don't have to mention (laughs) dudes all the time. Let the girls talk. (laughs) Yeah, I. I Well said. Twenty twenty four plans. Yeah, I see it looking pretty similar. Um, as long as PPL's got the hooks for us, I mean, we haven't seen an official schedule. We, you know, you hear of talks. So we'll see what they come out with. But when we live in Illinois and the way that PPL schedule works, it's pretty stupid for us not to run it because like last year, our farthest pool was Hillsboro, Wisconsin. Like we're within about three, four hours of every single hook. So yeah, we got a ton of Illinois pools, a couple Indiana, all pretty close. And then obviously we'll support the state circuit when it works out. So I don't see things changing. As for the mini rod, I don't really know what their plans are. I don't either. <laughs> yeah. I, Things I are gonna change. Like Things will change for me just a little bit. Um, oh, we're gonna park Dad's truck for this year. Um, we sold the chassis. Really? I'm um, having a new new modern built. Um, okay. So gonna. Brad's been. No, it the the body hasn't been touched or changed since it was built for Dad. Um, kind of like Adam, it was a little bittersweet to see the chassis go because it was his. Um, don't want to change the body up too much again because it was his. His name will be back over the door because that's where Big it belongs. Half naked girl in the back of it. The whole time. Um, <laughs> we're we're gonna cut her off the bed and really hanging the shop is oh, the plan. Man. But she she will be there somewhere just not as big jeremy says it's kind of gotten a little <laughs> oh, odd that man. i'm driving the truck with a half naked yeah, you don't he don't want to get canceled we get it okay yeah i thought it was a good look personally <laughs> i think um, i think you're gonna get you're, you're gonna sponsorship opportunities tomorrow i think yeah yeah so <laughs> the plan is if jeremy's a little busy in the shop right now if they can get tanner's truck put together um brady and i will share driving duties of of tanner's truck for this this coming year otherwise it might be the mini rod and one truck but we're gonna see the mini at a full ppl schedule right that's something the guys would have to answer yeah i don't even know if there's conflicting pools i don't you i don't, don't even know clue. you don't even know where mini rods run do you no i mean if they're well, on our pool but <laughs> Be, be, but you have to the, admit, you, being a be, fan be, of the sport, when the mini rods run, you definitely go watch, correct? Oh, absolutely. 100%. But Misty and well, I are a fan of pulling in general, so we go watch everything. We're kind of diehards at Bowling Green. We go sit up there and watch oh, it yeah. all. Yep. Well, since your team won't let you draw drive a mini rod, if any of you, the two of you, just you two, Bethany and Misty, not anyone else, <clears throat> Tanner, uh, everyone wants to drive a mini rod, just – Give me a few weeks heads up and we'll it can't be a grin it can't be a points pull but we'll find somewhere for y'all to drive so you have an open invite Sullivan's. and it'll it, it, it probably be safer than your husband's the first few times just to be honest <laughs> i shouldn't say that 
All right, ladies, thank you very much. They'll it's do, been they'll great. Do good. Excellent. So, Chase got some stuff he wants to say. No, I'm Adam, just, uh, Adam, Adam service made it through the whole show, and now it's just dying off. Perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, pulling fans, thank you guys. Misty, Bethany, thank you. Uh, our best show ever in terms of live numbers. I know it only go, go more, further than that. Pulling is full of great people and great families and great teams, and you guys represent one of the best in the sport. So thank you guys for coming on. Our next episode will be in two weeks. Uh, my math is bad. I think it's like the 31st, maybe. Yeah, January 31st, we'll be back here. And then uh, after that, we're working on some other fun stuff to do. But thank you guys for tuning in. Go follow the Midnight Motorsports pulling team on social Absolutely. media. And then lastly, lastly, hang on. We don't. Adam promotes his motors nonstop on here, and Adam is elite in the business. Anyone that you all need to shout out in terms of sponsors and who helps you all make your all show go before we sign off? Yeah. yeah. Uh, give a shout out to our engine builder, which there's a bunch of them. Adam does great work. We uh, use John Card out at Sassy Racing Engine. Um, he's put together a phenomenal program for us, and we're starting to get it figured out. And it's been a lot of fun working with him. Um, SSI Superchargers does well for us. Uh, we need a Molly. The Molly company came on board last year. Um, so they are hopefully all in this year. And like you said, we're hoping to grow the sport through them and get them more involved in pulling. And hopefully they can uh, see what the fun is all about in the pulling world. That's uh, great. That you, uh, I mean, I want to interject really quick. What, what do you think about that? How did you guys enjoy like the sponsorship? cycle that you went through with rockstar did you enjoy it was it work um, um yeah <laughs> so the rockstar it's actually it is a lot of fun can be a little daunting at time but no the rockstar deal which most of those sponsors all came through lucas oil you know right. which we talk about getting back or getting pulling where it can be that was a great thing that lucas did for years when they had a team that literally just went out and found sponsors and so that's kind of one thing that if these two organizations, if they're wanting to invest some money in something good, investing in somebody that just goes after sponsors probably isn't a bad idea. I know that's a salary and it's not easy, but if I was a company, that's probably where I'd be looking for, for sure. We forgot to ask, we forgot to ask you what you would change in polling. So Bethany, there's one what a thing. great sign off. Yeah. No, no, that's a, that's a, the ultimate sign off. Uh, <clears throat> Let's go get some sponsors. Let's help grow the sport. Ladies, we're going to stay on for our typical after party. I know you're already at your 12-drink limit, but pulling yeah. family back in two weeks. Thanks for tuning in. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your neighbors. Greatest motorsport in the world, greatest podcast in the sport of pulling. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. That's a wrap. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the No Practice Podcast. Have a good one. Bye. Stay tuned for the next episode where we guarantee there still won't be any practice. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.